0: Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast, a podcast about gaming that has somehow uh, lasted for what is it now, Jamie? Ninety-four fucking episodes. Somehow, almost two years. Can you believe it? Oh, Jesus, it's been way too long. Uh, I'm I'm feeling the retirement. You know
1: exactly. Yeah. What's uh, when can I start claiming a pension? Like when? <laughs> how does that work out with this?
0: I, I looked it up the other day. It's sixty-eight for me. So wow, a so long long how many time. T- two, three years?
2: <laughs>
1: he's so funny everybody he's a jamie how are you doing today fella i'm not doing too bad i'm glad i've got one age related joke in there and now i just need to get a height related joke at some point okay. in the next two hours and i filled the yeah. full quota right well, yeah, so like, you nice. can get a fat one back it's fine like yeah, this is a see, two-way I, street I, I i respect you enough you know really yeah
0: clearly uh, i don't uh garner the respect back but that's
1: fine You're getting there. Maybe episode one hundred and ninety-four. Like, give it another two years. I I might be dead by then. So, this is true again because, as we said earlier, you are in fact
2: sixty-five years old. Ha 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 (laughs) ha 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 ha. Yes, everyone
1: laugh. Everyone laugh. You know who's not laughing? Um, no. Remind me. I don't know anyone else other than you. Everyone else other than you. No, he's dead to me. Don't know. Never heard of the guy.
0: Yeah, Alex Jones, literally
1: dead. He he jumped in it. And he uh, did. Oh god, now you've just put a horrible image in my head of the first podcast we have to do when someone does actually die. Like we can't, can we do, maybe we shouldn't have done the death jokes.
0: Well, yeah, ease up on the death jokes. No, Alex Jones is busy, because he did jump in it, but something else, so he just couldn't be here today. Back next week, I'm sure, you know, all uh, with bells and whistles on, his little nipples.
1: Yes, that's exactly how it works. You go one week out and all of a sudden you start acquiring nipple accoutrement. That's just the rule of the super show.
0: <laughs> nipple accoutrement. But yes, uh hey, welcome to the, the gaming podcast that's these days being less and less about gaming. Uh but we've got a bumper gaming edition. This is you know when like podcasts or magazines or TV shows they're like, Oh, the Shark Week edition because they've just shifted their focus to something? This is yes. like this episode is the Super Show's gaming edition. Exactly. We've got gaming news, fella. If, so, if this know.
1: episode of the Super Show was a Blu-ray, it would come packaged in with a 4K Blu-ray, a DVD, and the code for Ultraviolet all in Ultra one. Violet. yeah, yeah, exactly. Believe it or I, not. Uh... <laughs> oh, and also some like random postcards with art from the podcast that you, you're never going to use, but you're like, what's the relevance of these postcards? Who am I going to yeah. send them to?
0: And a double-sided
1: uh, poster, almost a yeah. dildo there, but poster.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, maybe that too though. Like, I'm now I'm thinking outside the box. Mm, depends on the edition, right? Yeah, but if people paid enough, like <laughs> the <laughs> the Super Show Peg edition. Yeah, like you know how some people have patron tiers that get merch. What if our merch was just a just a dildo? I mean, I mean, <laughs> with have... Jonesy's Jonesy's face. Oh, I'm glad you said Jonesy's face, because you can do other kinds of, like, there's a molding process, Chris. I don't know if you've <laughs> looked a into it. Process, if you've ever had a gum shield before, then you know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: have had a gum shield before. <laughs> there you go.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, uh, God, it kind of floored me on that one. But look, we've got lots to talk about today, because, I don't know, it's, it's just been like, it felt like the last couple of weeks, or even more than a couple of weeks, the handful of weeks, have just been like... Yeah, it's a slow news week there's one or two news articles we'll scrounge for some news items this week is fucking balls to the wall you know we're talking about uh fucking the return of an iconic uh ubisoft mascot uh mm. potentially <laughs> some interesting warner brothers fandom news uh cyberpunk still knocking around there and um hey sony have made a movie that might interest us gamers, but first, Jamie, I thought we could uh, jump in it with Elden Ring, okay? The, yes. The, the game that I am the the game I'm probably most looking forward to in the short to midterm.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
0: Well, unfortunately, it was short term, and now it's gone to midterm because they've delayed it by a month.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. but it could be worse, right? It could be worse than a month.
0: It could be worse than a month, although. Although, the last time a game was delayed by, you know, a handful of weeks was yeah.
1: Battlefield, and you guys didn't have a very positive reception for that one. No, that didn't work out too well, and <laughs> me, EA, in fact, literally today at the time of recording, put out, I put out a massive post, like, here's all the things we learned from the beta. And I remember <laughs> seeing that link being passed around and thinking, no matter how much you learned, you probably didn't learn quite enough for me to buy this video game. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't click on it. Wow. Okay. Funnily enough, I can't see From Software making a. Here's what we did in the one month delay period uh, article. <laughs> they don't yeah. seem like they talk about things that openly. But There we nah, go. Nah,
0: it's 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 a very Japanese way of working, isn't it? It's just kind of you keep your mouth shut. You just be like, yeah, it's delayed. Fuck off. Look, yeah. Look exactly. what's look what's happening with like Metroid Prime Four. It's like,
2: yeah. You know,
0: yeah. We, we worked on it. We had a game, and then we scrapped it. So fuck off.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Leave us alone. You'll see it. You'll see it when it's ready. If then. <laughs> if then
0: yeah but yeah i mean a month isn't too bad the you know we we have seen gameplay from it we do know that uh influencers, not us you know so clearly not the the broadest uh, definition of the term uh but they were treated to i think it was like a 16 minute playthrough which they could watch but not actually play um and then of course like when was it like last week there was that leak of like 40 seconds of gameplay on an Xbox One,
1: I believe? Yes, yes, I believe that's right. Which I saw on YouTube and presumed it would get taken down immediately only for it to then stay on YouTube. I think yeah, right I, up to the point of recording.
0: Uh, yeah, I watched it today. I, for, categorically, for a fact, I watched it today on YouTube. Yeah. So, but it did look kind of janky, but then again, this it's almost saying, like, where, where did this come from? At, at what point in the process did this come out? And, okay, if it's running on an Xbox One,
1: like, okay, yeah, it probably, probably is going to be rough around the edges. Right, for sure. I mean, if you believe the quote-unquote insiders, then performance <laughs> and visuals on the previous-gen consoles were one of the reasons that Elden Ring was starting to take a long time to begin with. Yeah. So it's inevitable yeah. that if that leak was actually the game running on a base Xbox One, we're probably looking at the worst performing and worst in terms of visuals version of that game, which is somewhat comforting, right, when the only wears up. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> a weird way of looking at it but sure uh i'm gonna take my um i'm just gonna decapitate alex jones hollow out okay. his head gotcha. and use it as the alex jones conspiracy hat if I you like allow it. me all right fuck tinfoil, because... tinfoil tinfoil's to 1984 jonesy can wear the tinfoil hat on his carved oh, out face yeah, you know like like it. like like, uh, like leather face you just gonna like put it on you know big time big time halloween reference well not like halloween the the time like horror movie reference okay yeah um but yeah like that that video leaked and then a couple of days later it was like oh by the way it's delayed by a month and i I, Mm. you know a
1: a part of me does kind of think that there might be a correlation there maybe and that kind of stuff does happen and again like i don't know why this has lasted as long as it has on youtube (laughs) But then again, it's almost like there a weird sort of like reverse Drysand effect, right? Which is that if that video had gone live on YouTube, been there for four hours, and then everyone that clicked on that link after that uh, point got a little message saying, like, this video has been removed after a copyright strike from Brand- Bandai Namco, everyone would be like, oh, that's Elden Ring. Yeah.
2: And now yeah, it's exactly. still there.
1: And I was like, well, what if this was like a weird Dark Souls 3 mod <laughs> or something like that? Um, which, it, 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 don't get me wrong. Possible. Like, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. And. and on that note yes like coincidental leaks and intentional leaks from publishers or developers <clears> or <throat> wherever it comes from a marketing department they are possible and they probably have happened before I don't know if this is one of them it doesn't seem like a Ooh. super from software hold on are you are you are you
0: are you kind of like hinting at the fact that they're doing a little bit of reverse psychology there where they knew they had to delay it so then what they did is they released a shitty video leaked it out there and it's like oh, look, it obviously needs more work, fellas. I mean, what do you you want? Do you want us to release a shitty game? No. We're going to make it by a month.
1: Maybe. Honestly, I think it's been such a confusing year with regards (laughs) to leaks and rumors and delays and this, that, and the other that I honestly don't even know how to speculate about this stuff anymore because it just feels like anything's possible. All I know is that, as we kind of hinted at earlier, From Software are kind of a usually pretty straight-laced bunch of people, you know? They don't. I don't know. I I I think it would be very elaborate for them to have done all of this stuff intentionally. You know, yeah. whether it's leaking a little bit of gameplay, intentionally planting the seed that this is running on previous gen hardware, so that people start dreaming about what the next gen versions or even the PC port could look like, and so on and so forth. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of layers to this. This is the or, onion.
0: Yeah, it it is the onion or the the parfait. Right. But is the is there maybe a lesson that to be learned from Cyberpunk? Because Cyberpunk were like, oh, yeah, before the game came out, do you remember? They were like, oh, here's the gameplay. And yeah, it's running on a PlayStation 4.
1: Yes. And you were like, Although, mm. the, But then, then you get into the weird thing of, like, the, again, this might, I, I didn't think this would be the shitting on CD Projekt Red uh, episode of the podcast again. But the night is young, um, literally. But, like, the problem that they had, right, was that when they showed it running on a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One, they were almost proud of it. And it was like, hey, here's this game running on a PS4 and Xbox One. And, like, you look back on it and, like, I don't know which PS4s they were using, but it wasn't the ones that we bought on store shelves. <laughs> like, what
0: the fuck? No, but it's also like, oh, yeah, it was running that vertical slice where
1: literally there's only two buildings that are that yeah. loaded into the fucking exactly. RAM. They fucking, like, they played that game and were like, that, that's the 10 seconds that runs at 30. Use that. It's like, <laughs> this is just him walking through an interior, but use it. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: No, but what I'm saying is like maybe maybe they're they're taking the lesson and they're trying to scare people away from like the base PS4 Xbox One experience. Then oh. like, don't don't play it like this. It's gonna be it's gonna be like this. But do you then, want to play it like that? If you want to
1: play it like that, it's there. We're not lying, you know. But then again, like don't hate me as a From Software fan. But I think the jank that was present in that 40 seconds wasn't like a generational jank, which is a that's a fun thing to say out loud. Generational, generational jank. jank. Um, it was like a From Software jank, you know, it was like a, hey, these guys make games where, like, mo- player movement is really strange and animations are very kind of strict and specific and sometimes that leads to things looking a little bit unfluid, whatever. which I guess is just solid the opposite of fluid right yeah science so you're saying it looks so saying it looks solid yeah yeah chris i want to remind you i don't know how the uk education system like works <laughs> relative to anywhere else in the world but i was so bad at science that at one point instead of doing all three sciences separately they just combined them into two and that's what i sat at when i was 16 so don't expect me to know what the opposite of fluid is off the top of my head hey man i
0: i i stopped taking science like um, midway through my like, you know, multi-year span stream. Cause there's a point at, 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 high school when it's like, you need to lock in your subjects for like the next three years and then you'll graduate. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. So I had chosen science. I realized that I was really shit at it except for vectors and, um, <laughs> uh, and non-ionic elements, but, Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, practical know...
1: life knowledge.
0: Yeah, exactly. It really helped me. So, uh, mid-stream of that, I, I broke the stream and I just went and did history and picked it up and I was a year and a half behind. And you know what? I didn't do too badly because history is a dope fucking subject. So there you go. Yeah, Boom. You know
1: I, 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 that sounds like a solid move. I say fair play to you. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: you know, that is what it is. But look, going back to it. So Elden Ring has been delayed February 25th, okay? Which, which kind of... Yeah. Ma- <laughs> It's this weird consequence of now... January's looking kind of sparse.
1: It is, right? Like, we were kind of joking about how the first three months of next year kind of looked absolutely mental. And now it's kind of just like, well, February looks hot. um, (laughs) And uh, everything else still looks solid. I'm looking it up now, so yeah. January is now pretty much just Pokemon Legends and Rainbow Six Extraction. Although... Um, I'll mention it here, because I don't think we were necessarily planning on mentioning it elsewhere. The yeah. PC port for God of War is coming out in January, oh, so I guess yes some right. people look forward to that. But yeah, February, by comparison, with key players including Dying Light 2, Horizon Forbidden West, the Destiny 2 paid expansion, Sifu, Saints Row, um, and now Elden Ring. February is... is <laughs> it's, it's hot. It's spicy. Fast. It is spicy, Man. Chris. What what a, what a time to be
0: alive, Jamie. Um, but yeah... The, Side by side with the delay, they also announced that there's going to be a planned beta test next month on PlayStation and Xbox consoles. So console only, no PC, and you had to register your interest before November first to take a chance to have a chance to take part. I have registered. Okay, Jamie, just so you know. Uh, yes, I, I, I take it you've registered too, right? You're
1: well so up what? for it. I have not registered, but perhaps I, I'm torn. Basically, I think that I should because it would be cool. But then also, <laughs> how weird would it be if I got in and it was like some super, like super random, but also super exclusive kind of thing? Like, how bummed out would I be if I got in and you, for example, didn't? And I was sat here playing it on my ps 4 and just kind of not really enjoying it.
2: Yeah, and I that's just what, kind of. That's,
1: that's the luck of the draw, right? Yeah, but it, I guess it's kind of like the, the question then becomes if I came on the podcast the first episode after that beta and was yeah. like, oh, I got in and I played it but i'm not even i'm barely even going to talk about it cuz i don't like those games so what's the point would that be better than just not talking about it at all i don't know yeah, but i i think i think you
0: how can i say this you have more of a a respect for our audience to just simply do that i think you would give a shot at, at, at an honest Wow. You know, objective opinion with a little bit of subjectivity thrown in. <laughs> you think um, so highly of me. I appreciate but, but it, it. But it is kind of a weird one because you talk about, like, it being kind of exclusive. So, obviously, it's not an open beta test. It's very much closed beta test. Hmm. And there are certain time slots that you'll be able – like, you'll allocated. Oh, wow. I, I, okay. I, I should have had the graphic in front of me. But it was like – I think it was like two or three or four-hour time slots, and that was it.
2: Hmm.
0: So it's like, it is kind of like, even if I get it, I might not be able to play it because depending on when it comes out, like I just might not be able to log on and download, yeah. I don't know, whatever maybe be. It's, it's an interesting one, but I'm still super excited about this game. And if I think about like PlayStation 4, like, you know, Dark Souls 3, I, I, I think there were some issues with it, but Bloodborne, quality, you know, like... yes. Imminently playable. Same with Sekiro, like fucking my game of the year of that year, whenever it was, <laughs> <laughs> which I still haven't finished. But I'm, um, you know, I'm at, I'm at the end. But you might. I might. I very much well might. But yeah. Um. So I th- I think it could it, they could handle it, but time will tell.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see um, how everything <coughs> plays out, and obviously you keep your fingers crossed that while. I don't think you're necessarily going to get the full, you know, um sort of like like the full end result in terms of what from software can do with next gen hardware, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's ever really been their ambition and I think that or I hope that from software fans and Soulsborne fans in general are going to be uh, very very happy with the end result of all those years of work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And going going kind of hand-in-hand with the From Software stuff, seeing as we're speaking about it, uh, all those rumors, they just keep on swirling, Jamie. Mm. This hasn't been put in the uh, podcast document that is in front of us, but Bluepoint rumored to have remastered Bloodborne for the PS5. And and whether it's Bluepoint or someone else to be working on Bloodborne 2 or some form of sequel... It's just like the rumors are getting absolutely insane now and I don't understand what's going on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if I'm I, perfectly I'm honest. honest. I don't fucking understand either Chris. Like, like we said earlier the, the the last year or so in terms of rumors and leaks and speculation, it's just it's been completely crazy. Um do you think it's do you think it's like cuz obviously
0: all the lockdown and and a lot of people are still working remote even though lockdowns have lifted lifted like mm. largely around the world. But it's still this kind of like bedroom mentality of like, well, you know, I've, I've closed the 50, 50 tabs because, I, I you know, I I did pleasure myself. And now I'm just such a in my um, post-ejaculate depression and I need to kind of think of something to do. So what I'll do is I'll come up with a rumor and just kind of spread it. Maybe. Oh, and by the way, I
1: work for Gematsu. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Here's my Twitter account. Yeah. Please let everyone follow me. I don't really know. Because uh, the, the, the there's like, like that side of K- K- things. Like Kojima, uh, fucking Bloodborne two, uh, fucking
0: oh, Silent Hill, like all of that shit. It's just like, where is this coming from,
1: bro? And and yeah, like I, I'm not gonna bang on about them, but because you know we mention them every other week as it is, and some of them will get name dropped again later. <laughs> but it's like you go back two years, and it, I think I made the shit before. It was literally Jason Schreier or Bust in terms yeah. of rumours or leaks about an upcoming video game that might be years away, he would write some big article. He would usually write about something else and then put the leaks inside that article. Like, he'd write about, you know, workplace in you know environmental <laughs> issues and then also say, like, by the way, the next Assassin's Creed is this game because that's the way that Jason Schreier's <laughs> head works, apparently. And now it's like there's a whole kind of flock of them, again, across certain websites, across social media. And it makes yeah. sense. I just don't know why it's taken... As you pointed out, I don't know why it's taken like lockdown for all of this to suddenly for the insider scene to kind of blow up. Because not to get sued too sidetracked, but I can remember being a kid, well a kid, a slightly older than slightly older than a kid, kid, but still a kid. <laughs> And, you know, in the run-up to games that I was really excited for, a good example being the first Red Dead Redemption, and every yeah. single day, sometimes multiple times a day, I would go on Google's News tab, which I don't even know if that's still a thing, and I would type in <laughs> Red Dead Redemption, because really all it did was it would sort of, um, it would just take all the news stories or anything, that any any yeah. major website had written about it, and every day I'd try and see, is there anything else? Like, has anyone said seen anything or heard anything? And now, yeah, it's, I, there was always that desire around it for certain games, as i saw over a decade ago. Yeah. But yeah. why now is it for like every game and why now do subreddits for these things have hundreds of thousands of users? It's because people don't have anything better to do, Jamie. Maybe.
0: I, and I mean, that's one that's the them. that's the sad truth of it. They've watched squid games, squid games over for them because they've I'm, still, I'm the...
1: still only halfway through.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. But do you know what i mean, like it 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 almost feels like we're on the age of of fucking information. Move, move, Move on to the next one, you know. Oh right, yeah, that's a fucking Ariana Grande "Thank You Next" kind of bullshit. Uh-huh. It's just like, okay, I finished Squid Game. That's like that thing that's done now, and now I'm gonna go on Bloodborne two rumors, and that's the thing, and then I'm gonna go on Metal Gear Solid remake, and that's just fucking mental.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it, anyway. it, it it is it is surprising to say the least.
0: You know what else is surprising, Jamie?
1: What's that, Chris? Segway. The me.
0: fact, the fact that. Lovely people watch and listen to our podcast. Very and true. take And take the time to leave comments down below on YouTube. So if you're listening, leave a comment down below and you might get comment of the week, much like Dynasty's Edge, who says, Hey, Fellerinos. I like that. Fellerinos. It's good. It's, it's almost like ballerinas, but like manly.
1: And we are very elegant as well. So
0: hell yeah. The you case. should see my point work. Um, but he goes on to say the best thing named Ricochet is the pro wrestler of the same name. One of the best in the world and horribly underutilized since he went to WWE's main roster. We should make a plan called the Ricochet Initiative to help him get the spotlight he deserves just because of the high flying physics defying beast that he is. That's part one of this comment. Okay. We'll go to part two in a second. But I have I, not heard of Ricochet. I mean, I'm, I'm not really actively following WWE. At least not since I was, I don't know, fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: going to say, but... yeah, since like nineteen ninety
0: eight. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when I stopped watching, it was still WWF, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I I, I remember they. Thinking, yeah, I was going to say the ironic thing is that most of the people you probably remember uh, watching in your childhood, if you asked, are they still around? The answer is probably yes. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. They just not necessarily be at the WWE anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was like what, it was like Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. There was. Um, Razor Ramon was, like, one of my biggest heroes. That that dude was such a fucking coke fiend. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, that's obviously talking about the Ricochet initiative was the code word at the end of the last podcast so make sure to stick around to the end of this podcast you know whether it be one, two, three, fifty-five 55 hours who the fuck knows just stick to the end and you'll get a code word and you can let us know in the comments down below and hey if you have a good one you'll get it in the comments of the week but the reason we actually chose this particular one Jamie, is for this part do of the comment are you ready for it i am
2: are
0: you, are you, are you prepping yourself mm-hmm. sit down jamie just
1: i'm already done. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. I record this podcast standing up, Chris, and I always have done. Not to sort of like... <laughs> I always thought you were just on your knees for some reason. <laughs> but do you know what? I'm, I'm actually low enough to the ground that I could be because my chair is broken. <laughs> like, I think that's actually an interesting challenge for any eagle-eyed viewers out there. Go back through the last, like, 30 episodes <laughs> See the chair and down, try and pinpoint the episode where my chair broke. And, like, <laughs> since then, because I genuinely am, like, a foot closer to the ground than I used to be the like, the so hydraulics funny. in my chair if i lift it up i just go like somebody English. get this man a chair literally um, like okay. i've been i've been on the fucking what are they called uh i've been on one of the chair websites every day for like the last um 2 months being like can i afford can i afford that well, you know can you I know IKEA that? make gaming chairs now yeah but um it's it, you know what i it, not to again i'm going on tangents all the time i'm sorry chris cuz uh, it's because it's just you and me and you give me so much energy, I just feel kind of liberated. Um, nice, I like it, cool. It's basically, I, I just need to, I need to, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay my taxes first and then see how much money I've got left because I'm a sensible <laughs> always, adult. Always a
0: wise idea. All right, now, sensible adult, part two of this comment. <laughs> and he goes, now to my question, my sirs. Are you guys fans at all of the James Bond series, whether it be the films or the games? If so... Have you seen No Time to Die, and would you do a spoiler cast focusing on it, its major twists and turns, and possible or preferred actors to take over the James Bond role? The film is still a hot topic at the moment, and probably will be for a while until people can get back to moaning about the newly hired James Bond actor again. Mm. (laughs) Um, It's a good question. Uh, You've seen No Time to Die. Yeah, I have. Okay. I haven't. I don't know when I will, because it's just kind of a, a strange time in the world. Uh, I think I want to see June first, because that came out today at the time of recording. Yes. But anyway, um, but I, I have a fair amount to say about James Bond as a series. Uh, especially Let's get the, into it. Especially the, the most recent James Bond iteration of Daniel Craig. So yeah. um, I'm going to start off by saying I think Casino Royale is the best James Bond film even above GoldenEye. I'll fucking say it outright. GoldenEye is second. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But yeah. fucking, I don't something about Casino Royale, probably Eva Green, but something <laughs> about it, just really kind of fucking, it, it was perfect. And I really liked the kind of grounded take on it and the fact that like, the only gadget that was in that fucking movie was his Aston Martin had a fucking defibrillator in, <laughs> in the cubbyhole true. for whatever, whatever goddamn reason that that was. Yeah, no, true. Um, but yeah, and then for me it was like each successive one was just felt like just getting worse and worse and worse into into a territory where a, a part of James Bond that I've just have grown to completely and thoroughly dislike, and I know that that is an unpopular opinion. But look at the fucking banner on the YouTube channel that says, you know, hot takes and trash opinions. So there we go. I'll give it to you. Um, Spectre was terrible absolutely goddamn terrible it's like going back to that roger moore era of like cheekiness sassiness and 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 uh oh all these fucking kooky gadgets and shit and lasers and you know villains sort of fucking tweaking their mustaches and shit it's just like come on like it could have been so good with specter and having specter behind like you know the author of all of the fucking pain but it's just like come on man come on it just it just it didn't work for me
1: yeah
0: you know um some cool shots don't get me wrong and and skyfall i enjoyed the first half of skyfall i didn't like other elements of Skyfall. <laughs> oh right like the, the ending of skyfall when it just kind of turned into fucking home alone i was like okay interesting, cool, interesting. whatever Fair and much. then also the fact that like i don't know javier bardem's uh villain was it silver just kind of Yeah, Raul Silver or something. Yeah, that? just kind of really fucking weird the way he was portrayed. I, th- I thought it was fair an enough. interesting an, an interesting weird. But you know what really fucking got my goat on that one? You know what grinds my gears, Jamie? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> they have so Silver like hijacks a, a tube train. Yeah. I, I understand why they did it, okay? But he he hijacks a tube train and he fucking crashes it, and there was no one in that tube train. I,
1: yeah. I don't really remember. I, I remember the tube train scene because I remember it crashing through almost like a wall, yeah, uh, into like
0: and it goes down like a fucking tunnel or something or whatever it was, and yeah. it's just kind of like, ugh, come on, like because I think in the in the couple of the scenes before that there were people in the fucking tube, but I, I might be misremembering, right. but it's just I, a very I, much I a don't. case of like, it, it was like Inspector, I think it was Inspector when he when he's in Italy, right, and he's doing the car chase in. On the streets of Italy, like after he goes to that oh, right. Spectre meeting or whatever. Yes,
1: yes, he's escaping and the, the meeting. St-
0: the st- the streets of Italy were empty. No cars yeah. on the road. And I- it's just like you- you've sucked the realism out of these films by not doing those things. Yeah. I mean, I mean James he... Bond, I know what you're gonna say. Quote unquote realism. realism, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: even like, even the qu- even the uh, aforementioned grounded Casino Royale used a lot of quote unquote realism. You think about well, all the stuff that happens at an airport compared to what airports <laughs> are like real in real life.
0: Yeah, but at least it was populated with people. It wasn't like an yeah. empty airport. Including Richard would... Branson, exactly right. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what what are what are your thoughts on the the kind of latest iteration of? Oh, I, I will say my favorite Bond is uh, Timothy Dalton.
1: So that probably tells oh, you everything you need to know about
0: what I like about James Bond or what I don't like about James Bond.
1: I'd, well, kind of because, but then again, you're a little bit all over the place. Like, I th- to to have your favorite Bond be Dalton. To have yeah. kind of enough love for the Brosnan era that GoldenEye's your second favorite, but yeah. then to have Casino Royale being your number one, so your introduction to the Craig era kind of like is as good as it gets, but then everything else post Casino Royale you're not hot on pretty much, with the exception yeah. of one half of Skyfall. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, hey, that, that's what you're here for, baby. I guess I'm, so. I'm you know, ups and downs with me. Yeah, Bond's one of those things that I almost don't have any hot takes, um, tr- trash opinions. That's not for me to decide. But hot takes, <laughs> I think my roller coaster is a much more kind of like it's more of like you know the thing. It's not actually a roller coaster. It's just one of those things that goes around the whole park really slowly, and you can just sightsee from it. It's one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, a, a, mea- a meandering <laughs> stroll, yeah. like, and and I think it's because like I was. Even though, like, a lot of kids, I think, you know, not just in the UK, but probably around the world nowadays, I was brought up with Bond in the yeah. same way people are kind of brought up with Star Wars and shit like that. Um, I was never brought up, like, with a particularly, like, critical eye. Like, for I think the easiest example I can come up with is my dad, who is actually, like, he's a pretty fussy guy in terms of the things he likes and doesn't like. But the thing I remember him loving about James Bond growing up was Sheriff J.W. Pepper. Who is a very controversial character in the eye of some hardcore Bond fans? That gives you like the idea of what my what Bond was like in my household. <laughs> Lot <Lord> of <laughs> love for the Roger Moore era. Lot of love for Sheriff J W Pepper and his borderline racist comments. Um, yeah, yes, yeah. that's, that's the Scottish my dad's Scottish sense of humour. Uh, um, and I think that meant that like up until so sort of like. Post sort of like I'd say around sometime, but probably between Quantum and Skyfall, when I became an yeah. adult and I was like, oh, start thinking about these films slightly differently. I kind of just—it wasn't that I didn't care. It was just like they were all just good. They were all just Bond films. Like there were better ones and there were worse ones, but yeah. And that's I, I I don't yeah. think
0: I'd have that much of an opinion if I didn't enjoy Casino Royale so much because it's almost like Casino Royale came out and was like, here's a new direction for Bond. Right? And whenever you do that, you're kind of asking your audience, like, hey, you know, they're they're almost holding out their hand, saying, like, take my hand. It'll be okay. Trust me. And I did. Right? And I liked what they, you know, I picked up what they were putting down, Jamie. That's fair enough. And then it's like, you know, a more grounded bond, less reliance on gadgets. And, you know, the gags were still there. The jokes were still there. But they weren't, like, goofy shit. Right? (sighs) Yeah, and then and then like, I think they tried to continue it with Quantum of Solace, but Quantum of Solace was just like properly dull.
1: Yeah, it was a non-starter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then they just kind of started reading back on that and started saying like, "Hey, what about if we fucking go back to Roger Moore and fucking all that
1: shit?" I don't think I don't think it ever quite, quite got to that point. I th- I think the the the, the 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 thing I can say about Bond is that like I think a lot of them have just been products of their time. Um, which is why you know, like, you go back to certainly like the the latter day Connery and the Roger Moore era. There was like yeah. a certain like campiness to it, which is yeah. why yeah. like the edge started to increase with Dalton in the late eighties. Which is why the uh, all the Brosnan films, like pe- lots of people love Goldeneye, but if you go back and watch Tomorrow Never Dies and the World Is Not Enough, they are just nineties era action movies at yeah. heart. Um, I, I'm not, I got and, a lot of love not, for
0: "World Is Not Enough," though. Bro,
1: tomorrow, tomorrow never dies, and the world's not enough. Aren't that bad if you watch them as '90s action films? Yeah, um, just,
0: just done. What was that? The last one you did? Die, um, die
1: Another Day. Oh, that's what a, that, fuck, that, what that was a fucking a, dumpster fire. That's a stinker. That's a stinker. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I think but I think what happened like you talk about okay like what does bond look like in the 21st century you saw what happened to just like every other fucking franchise whether it had a comic book origin or otherwise yeah, it's like it's gritty it, now it, yeah it get, shit gets dark shit gets real and getting dark for bond means there has to be stakes and for there to be stakes that means there has to be you know something for him to gain and something for him to lose and that's where you start to get you know love interests that last more than a film and villains that last more than a film and family elements and you know his origin story and all that kind of stuff did they handle all of that stuff particularly tactfully at times no you and neither of us we watched specter together neither of us liked it um was not a fan um but but i think for the most part they succeeded in modernizing bond in a way that felt more befitting of um the era that Bond is currently residing in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that Daniel I, Craig I did agree a good... I with that. I think that Daniel Craig did a good job of riding that train, given how much things changed from Casino Royale to get all the way through to No Time to Die. Um, but at the same time, now is a good time to leave it. Um, and part yeah. of me is kind of glad that No Time to Die is what it is. Um and I'm glad that we're honest and talking about the fact that like Craze contract is over, we're openly talking about casting, we're openly talking yeah. about finding the next bond. I and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. Are the yeah. only and my only thought about what they do next, I, I I'm not particularly interested in all like in like the maybe it's Tom Hardy, maybe it's that guy from Game of Thrones, maybe it's that guy from Bridget. I don't really care. My only hope is that um come up with the idea before you cast the actor. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I so think that's fair. so much of that casting, whether it's fucking let hey, let let's fucking you know boil it down to even some of the core elements: is it male or female? Are they black, white, or something else entirely? Young or old? Grizzled or suave or sophisticated or like you know fast talking or a man? If you like, so much of that stuff is informed by the actor. But I would rather have the idea for the film there first, and then you find the actor that fits that. Role. Yeah. I, I like, think that's a very, get, very smart get, thing. Get Bond where you need it to be for the fucking 2030s, as crazy as that is to say out loud, and then cast. Don't go yeah. the other way around and have to retrofit it. Yeah, I,
0: I, I'm, I'm on board with that way of thinking, actually. that's That makes a lot of sense to me. Don't don't say, oh, Bond is a woman now, so you have to create a story where woman Bond does woman Bond things. More it's like, he's a spy. It, it
1: The person is a spy, And they're doing spy shit. Do you have any ideas, like either specific casting ideas or just ideas for like, way maybe sort of almost genre ideas or thematic ideas for things that Bond can go into that maybe it hasn't fully explored yet. It still has to be big budget action because that's the name of the game. That's how they make their money back. But like, yeah, I I think there's a few things like. What are
0: the things that I wanna see happen? I don't wanna say because it's probably gonna be a spoiler for no people who've watched or haven't watched No Time to Die. Okay. So I'm not gonna mention that. But I think I think what I'd like is a return like like much like a scenario like less of a reliance on gadgets and, and kind of like some level of plausibility. Don't give me a fucking laser in a watch and uh you know shit like that, like I want to see like real world spy gadget shit, and I want to see more espionage stuff, like more infiltration. I don't know. No, it's I, it, you, it's
1: it sounding more like um, I wanted I to Jason Bourne for. <laughs> no, do, do, wait, uh, my frame of reference was even worse. It was even worse because I was thinking um, one of the least action packed films, spy films of all time, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I fell asleep in that movie. Oh well, maybe yeah, maybe that's why it wouldn't work. <laughs> but you know that is about like. A, a mole infiltrating, you know, a, yeah. a you know, a spe- an agency, you know, and like yeah. that would be an interesting. Co- I don't think they've ever, well, they've kind of flirted with those ideas before. There have been bad, there have been bad people within OI six, and there have been rogue double O's before. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like trading familiar ground. But I, I think like, you know, more, more a case of fuck. Like it's hard, man, because the stuff that I kind of want them to do, they have tried in a way, but they haven't done it correctly like right. if i'm saying i don't want the villain to be like fuck if we take die another day i don't want a, the villain to be some bald asian dude with diamonds that are slowly going through his face you know like yeah like, come on dude like come on like we, we don't need to have every villain be the jaws prototype right or the henchman be the jaws prototype like but then you get like if you think of quantum of solace and the the fucking bad dude there was his name. Fucking Bob Green or some shit. It literally and it was was, like, yeah. yeah, and it was just like, well, this is boring. He was trying so to steal get, all the water, I, wasn't he?
1: Or something stupid yeah, like that?
0: Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it was fucking bizarre.
1: Um yeah,
0: I I don't know. Like I, I think there are certain tick boxes you can do. You could say like fast cars, you know, like uh attractive people of the opposite sex to James Bond or the same sex. I I, I don't fucking know. You know, wherever you want to take it. Mm. Um, good architecture, uh, smart suits, fucking lots of guns. I'd like a less reliance on on fucking gadgets. Like I said, I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, it, here's, here's an idea. It, ke- it keeps me up at night, Jamie. It, it, it's making me sweat right now. I, that you I, put me on the on the this, no, this thing I, now.
1: You don't need to th- to worry about it, Chris, because <laughs> I've actually come up with it all myself. Yeah, let's you hear. You bring it. back Pierce Brosnan. You use deep deepfake technology to digitally de-age him. Oh, yeah. And oh, but there's sim- a
0: multiverse, and Milton no, uh, comes back as well.
1: Oh well, actually, do you know what James Bond multiverse would be kind of funny? What I was gonna say <laughs> is you bring in Willem Dafoe, who is still at the top of his game, and just do an adaptation of the video game Everything or Nothing, <laughs> but, but as a movie. But you see, you- like, like ha-
0: having having. Willem Defoe or um, Steve Buscemi as like bad dudes in Bond is fucking perfect, right? Because they're just odd looking dudes.
1: Yeah, like, but then that that sometimes works better on paper than in practice. Like, I think you take you remove the idea of Robert Carlyle playing a crazy guy who's got a bullet slowly heading towards his brain out of out of the world not enough, and it becomes yeah. the coolest sounding idea I've ever I've ever heard. But it's like. <laughs> In that film, well, he's not really the villain in the end, but like, yeah, it's not yeah. super memorable. Yeah, I, I or like, what's you. the what's the name of the? I always forget the, the actor's name, but the bad guy in Tomorrow Never Dies is just an old English dude. What's that I actor's sh- name? He's in loads of stuff. He's in Brazil yeah. and two Popes yeah. and um, yeah, I, 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 I can't know. remember, but yeah, someone's like shouting at their phone right now. Gustav Graves, Gustav Graves, who was it sounds like some Russian general, but was just a ginger English guy. Yeah,
0: um, all right. What what about this? Who who's going to direct the next one? Is it going to be Nolan,
1: or is it um, going to be Denis Villeneuve? Interesting. Uh, I will just say Jonathan Price was the name I, I couldn't remember. Jonathan Price. Yeah. Um, do you know what Denis Villeneuve? I think like he has shown himself. Well, actually, I haven't watched June yet, and June will be a very interesting example of it. But I think he's got like this weird kind of flexibility that he uh, demonstrated specifically with Blade Runner twenty forty nine of saying, yeah. "I've got the tact and the ability to come into a world and a universe that already exists and work with characters that have been established by other people and make it all make sense." Yeah. Um, I think he is probably of the two names you just mentioned the one better served to make a sequel or like make another another film in a universe that already exists which isn't to say that nolan couldn't do it but i i'd almost feel like i would want i would i would say give it to christopher nolan if you gave it to him on the context of hey christopher nolan you're going to direct james bond films how many do you want to do like how many do you have ideas for do you have ah, ideas, right. Like, is yeah, it a one off yeah. or do you want to do a trilogy like like what you did with batman who do you want to be your bond for those films make those films and then it's a kink cut afterwards like, give Nolan his own film or give Nolan his own trilogy. Because, like, Nolan, for me, whether it works uh, is kind of like, you know, it varies from film to film at the moment. But he's like he's he's more about, like, the big ideas. Um, yeah. yeah and, and I think if he's got one for Bond, let him do it. Um, it's kind of like... It would be the same with, like, when Tarantino was in talks to do a Star Trek for or whatever the fuck that was. It's yeah. kind of like the kind of thing, like... Don't let Tarantino do the third Star Trek film in the fucking Chris Pine universe or whatever it was. <laughs> but if but at the same time, if Tarantino has a separate Star Trek film he wants to do, talk to him. Like yeah. here, let's find let, out what that is. Um so I don't know. Yeah, Danny Boyle was at one point involved in um in the yeah, in No Time was. to Die early stages. Yeah. And then apparently there were creative differences, and I think they kind of walked back some of the more crazy shit that he was going to do, and he was I think he was even at one point working on it with the train spotting guy, uh, that author, I oh, right. I might have made that up, but like that sounds kooky, I wouldn't have minded seeing like what the full-on full, full on like you know, unflinching version of that would have been. Yeah, you see, this is the thing I think
0: as much as you say like what you'd like to see from a new Bond film, it's also saying like what you'd like the director to bring to it, and you say stuff like that like, mm. if you think like i'm gonna throw it out here let's say sam raimi to bring in some horror elements to
1: bond like that that that's something that would like seriously interest me there are Uh, a lot of in like uh, you you, that none of these would ever happen but there are we're in a cool point right now where there are a lot of people like what does an edgar wright james bond film look like what does a david fincher james bond film look like what does a what does a, what does a Wes Anderson James, like you can pluck out, na- <laughs> you can pluck a- No, but seriously, you can pluck out names and be like, what the fuck does that look like? Do you want to see it? Like kind of? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Totally. Oh, amazing. All right. I think we, sp- there you go. That basically like a fucking, it wasn't really a spoiler cast, but we've talked enough about bond probably for the next year or so. So there we go. I, I hope that made sense to people. Um, and by yeah.
1: people, I mean, patrons, because that was the worst segue in the world. Uh, I mean, patrons are people too, Chris. And patrons never let anyone tell you otherwise. They're not people. They are legends. They are gods among men. And in fact, I'm going to name
0: a few because what these people have done is they've deemed it worthy of opening up their wallets to support the Super Show to allow us to continue doing what we do, which is talk a lot of shit and um, put it in a wrapper that says, hey, maybe it's about gaming. (laughs) <laughs> kind of. Um, and I am, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Candor Nielsen, Leo Merger, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Piers, part of the 0.24%, if you know, you know, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream, and Jamie, the big boys are here. I'm talking about Brett Z, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel. <laughs> caribbean puppy guerrero and the, of course you know everybody's favorite peaswad uh, oh, yeah. would you say caribbean or caribbean
1: i would say caribbean um yeah. because i think that's how we say it in this country. like we don't say johnny depp wasn't in pirates of the caribbean or maybe he like maybe he was to some people but he wasn't to me <laughs> that wasn't the film that i bought tickets to wow can you imagine if they were different films what well, parts of the um, caribbean impact. well yeah parts of the caribbean was the was the XXX, uh spin-off oh i see some great scenes yeah jack swallow uh yeah that Ugh. yeah no Whoa. you know what let's roll with it let's roll with it yep. i don't know why the male is doing the swallow i don't know what kind of a film you're making it's slightly different to the one that i was making but yeah okay hey listen it's it's the year 2021 you got to cater to all tastes buddy you do, yeah, no, you're clearly te- catering to your own, and I love to see that, a director who oh, puts wow. his own uh, own desires first. Well, there we go.
2: Ah,
0: Well, Jamie, if we are a gaming podcast, then goodness gracious, we've probably spoken more about James Bond than actual gaming, so we've got to get it back onto the gaming track, okay?
1: Good idea. Tell me what you've been playing, buddy. Um, I'm glad you asked. So I've actually been spending a lot of time this week with James Bond at 007 Nightfire. <laughs> For the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah, what about Bloodstone? Uh, Do you know what, actually? I believe that our good friend Robin of Just Interesting was actually streaming Bloodstone over on Twitch this This past week. And And I I wanted to tell him
0: that he's playing the wrong one because he should be playing Nightfire.
1: Well, there's there's lots of good... I'm going to say something controversial. There's lots of good James Bond games that have been released over the years. Bloodstone would be remembered as one of the better ones had it come out at a time where more people had an appetite to play James Bond games. That's fair. That's fair. Like, had had Bloodstone come out instead of um, from Russia with Love, um, I think people would be uh, far more hot on Bloodstone. Uh, But yeah, I I (laughs) didn't catch it live, but I did watch the VOD, and I was like, oh yeah, Bloodstone, I remember this. (laughs) The game they snuck out. Shame though, because I didn't actually play that or any James Bond game this week. I was just trying to make a joke. Um, Wow, that's that's why people come to us for jokes. For the jokes. Um, Do you know what's less of a joke? Mm. how much I'm struggling to get to grips with crisis remastered um so I, 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 you were so you were so hot on it last week i know i was i was i was positive about it last week but I think if you go back i was it was in the early stages of playing through the first crisis in its way yeah, which you state. said you hadn't played before. right and you know how maybe in terms of visuals and performance there was perhaps something a little bit lacking um but that i was intrigued and encouraged to get to grips with it further, because it's sort yeah. of slightly more open-ended design got lost as the series went on, and I wanted to experience that. It turns out I am wrestling with it far more than I thought I would. And I just well, felt like I needed to... What do you, what do
0: you want now? Still the first one?
1: Still the first one. Um, and I just felt like I needed to come back this week and kind of clarify that actually, I think, with hindsight, some elements of that game have not aged particularly well. Partially because of how many series would go on to Take those elements and use them for themselves. Uh, yeah, you know, in in far more not just better, but putting it, saying how it is far more modern ways. Um, yeah. Even ironically, Far Cry that was a new Far Cry just now. Like if you want to talk about open ended game design and approaching bases or outposts filled with enemies and approaching how you want and scouting shit out, um, there's something about Crisis's approach to that that feels as old as it is, uh, which is not surprising <laughs> at all. But when you combine that with the fact that I think the controls are a little bit iffy. Very much yeah. a game made for the PC first, and um, everything else was an afterthought. Um, yeah. To the tune of years, uh, it's been it's been tough. It's got it's got strange, like the AI is a little bit off. The difficulty spikes that result from the AI being a little bit off are kind of frustrating at times. And I just, yeah, I wanted to say that it's been more of a wrestling match than I thought it would be. Getting to grips with it, yeah, but what, do you, do you think? Oh, there's a but. Okay, there's a but, and I don't know if hmm. this is. It actually, this probably is it going to move slightly away from your question. I apologize if so. We can look back around. The but is that the new release that we were actually talking about last week wasn't just Crisis Remastered. It was the Crisis Remastered Trilogy, and of yes. course, Crisis Two and Three have now been remastered um, for. well, I say all platforms, you can um, play it on a PS Five and Xbox Series X, and it's not native, but it uh, boosts up the. The resolution and the um, the frame rate, yeah. and to s- remind myself because I'd played Crisis Two and Three before, if this was an exclusively Crisis One situation or if this was just something I'd forgotten about Crisis in general, I downloaded and downloaded, installed and booted up Crisis Two, and proceeded okay. to play the first thirty minutes of Crisis Two, and uh, that is why we arrive at the reason I'm still wrestling with Crisis One because I really liked it. <laughs> and um it looked surprisingly good like for a game that is now a decade old um and played surprisingly well and i was like damn like i kind of want to play this game and i know some people like for you chris with crisis 3 specifically oh, yeah. they didn't like it as as it changed and sh- and shifted as it moved through the series yeah. but i got i gave myself that taster of crisis 2 and i was like I kind of want to play through all three of these now, and then get the definitive version of them in my head forever, so, moving forward. So, how like how far are you in in Crisis One then? So, uh, this, this is the other thing I don't know uh, because so I've only played about a handful of hours of it in terms of raw progress. Yeah. Like if you look up how much of actually if like if you put my playthrough side by side with someone who was like speed running it, I'm probably like two or three hours in. But <laughs> okay. I am getting mixed messages over how long that game is. Because when you go on How Long to Beat, which I presumed was a like a pretty, I'd say a reliable site. And yeah, I'm going to fact yeah, check or it or live. Less. Well, yeah, it's, it's not been wildly off for anything I've ever seen before. How Long to Beat claims that the main story of Crisis takes 10 hours. And if you want to do extra stuff, it goes up to 12 and a half. And if you want to do everything in the game, it goes up to 13 and a half. Fairly reasonable. If you go on YouTube now and try and find a full playthrough of the first Crisis game, most of them are like in the four to five hour region. That's a huge discrepancy between the YouTube playthroughs and how long to beat. And also, like that—that how long to beat—that's an average. That they polled six hundred and fifty-nine people to get an average time of ten hours seventeen minutes. Well, it's six hundred and fifty-nine Alex Joneses, clearly. So, but still, even Jonesy doesn't take. (laughs) 10 hours to finish a 5 hour game, does he? <laughs> so the answer is Chris, I don't fucking know. I'm either halfway through or a quarter, basically. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I love that.
0: And, and yeah, okay, I, I'd be really interested to know your, your thoughts on returning to Crisis 3.
1: Yeah, I, I, I already know, kind of, the way I remember Crisis 3, and it's kind of what you touched on when you talked about it last week, is that it was them trying to reconcile some of what they'd lost in the transition from 1 to 2, but in a way that still worked on uh, what were then pretty you know, weak consoles relative to what yeah. the PC scene was like at the time. And what that meant was exactly what you talked about. Corridor, open area, corridor, open area, corridor, open area. Where the open areas were there to try and remind people of just how open <laughs> the first one was. Um yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, but you get a reflex bow. You get a bow. And and as we know, bows are cool. Bows are the ultimate stealth weapon. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I've yeah. also. That's, I've... What, that's what I want to see in the new James Bond. Bows. What about suits, though? Like, what about like a crisis style exosuit in the next James Bond? What about. James Bond is a guns expert
0: and. He goes to a guy called a and he gets a bulletproof uh, suit, tailored. And he stays at a hotel
1: called The Continental. And then M kicks him out of MI6 and then starts texting loads of people saying, hey, just so you know, James Bond is excommunicado (laughs) from MI6, and uh, can you everyone go and kill him, please? And James Bond has to go out. Into the middle of the desert where he left the bad guy from Quantum of Solace and chop his hand off to get forgiveness. And also, Halle Berry returns, reprising her role from Die Another Day. <laughs> no, reprising her role from Swordfish and she just gets a tits up for another big payday. Yeah, James Bond has to do some hacking and he needs he needs some support. He's got a, he's got a, he's getting a blowjob while he's Oh god. Can you imagine the mix of genres? Ah, oh. Yeah. Anyway. I can, weirdly <laughs> enough. I think we just yeah. accidentally created another porn parody, I'm not gonna lie. I like it. It's almost like a Venn diagram of all those films and they yeah, they weirdly kind of fit together. Yeah, we can make it work. We can get Hugh Jackman in there somewhere. But um Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So the so Crisis trilogy, anything else? Um I was gonna say that I have finished Kenner Bridges Spirits because I'm continuing to try and try and do clean up and, and get things off my plate, Chris. <sighs> Um, and uh, that game is good. I I've got some uh, perhaps to be expected. I've got some reservations about it now that I finished it that I perhaps didn't have when I came to it after a couple of hours. Um, yeah. But I but I think as like a debut. I think what we said at the time right for as a debut game for that studio they did a really good job. And one of the things that I wasn't sure about at first but that did grow on me was some of the narrative hooks the game had because I wasn't completely enamoured by the voice acting or the writing in what I would describe as the game's first arc. And you okay. realize that actually it uses a similar structure for what are essentially three distinct arcs. Um, and I thought the second and third were much stronger in terms of some of the, not necessarily even the writing, but just the storytelling and the, the visual yeah. storytelling especially. Um, I guess that's something that yeah. they
0: need to need to kind of learn, right? Because if, if you take like, hey, let's make content on YouTube, it's like all your important stuff needs to be at the beginning. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's I think that I, I, if they learn the right lessons from Kenner, they could be set up to make uh, a phenomenal kind of like uh, second game. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I just wanted to say that um, I very much enjoyed Kenner. I think that's a top tenner for me. Wow, like it's, like, it's you... like a high, like a low top ten. It's like that's like a that's like a nine on the, yeah. on the top ten.
0: Yeah, would you want the
1: next game to be Kenner two or something else from the studio? Damn, good question. I think there's room for a Kenner 2. That's not a spoiler, per se. Well, actually... Okay, I, I, I don't want to spoil anything. There is room for a Kenner 2, given Kenner and the role she plays within that universe, but yeah. without going in too deep into spoilers, they would they would have to think of other elements as ways to um, support that melee combat system, where essentially, like... Uh, a lot of the, the powers and abilities that Kenna uh, gets during the over the course of that game won't be as relevant or as readily, avail- readily available to her in a sequel, um, yeah. so to speak. So they'd have to think of new solutions for that stuff that could be cool. But then again, if they want to do something entirely different like that, that's fine as well. Yeah, I, I heard that that studio, uh, Ember Labs, they worked yeah. on the new
0: um,
1: James Bond Bloodstone 2. What? There so. we go, I'm, I'm so glad I can't wait to see how James Bond uses the rot To uh, get rid of weird <laughs> fungus That's uh, exactly what I always wanted Can I ask you a question Before you talk about what you played this week It might actually sure. tie, tie into what you have Or have not played this week I mentioned yeah. like, Kenner in, With regards to poten- potentially being in a End of year top 10 and obviously yeah. we're now in late October, a lot of big games have come out, not much left to come out. People are starting to share their kind of their early things on top 10s. Do you get impressed every time you read one of those? Cuz I do. I think I've played so much. I'm like, oh, I didn't play Metroid Dread, and I didn't play that Death's Door, and I didn't play, you know, what have you. and I'm like, oh man, did I I somehow didn't play all the best games? I thought I played games all year and I didn't play any of the good ones apparently.
0: Yeah, it it's hard, man. It's hard because yeah, on, on my list is literally only one game, it's Dota two, because I finished watching the international. Uh OG got kicked out on the day that our fucking podcast went out. So yes. egg egg on my face. Um but well done to Team Spirit. True underdog story. Um We like them. Underdog stories that is, not
1: necessarily Team Spirit. Yeah. No, Team Spirit okay. They did get congratulated by Putin, so. I um oh well that that's like a good thing and a bad thing. I will say, like, I thought of you because I watched The clip of them winning but the clip was cut in such a way where I couldn't really tell who won the only thing I was going to comment on and one thing I really like is that the act of typing in GG when you're essentially acknowledging that you've lost continues all the way up to like this multi-million dollar match like the pinnacle of the game like the biggest match in esports and you're still just like yeah GG I lost
0: it it gets gets even better it gets even better than that Jamie okay because in Dota 2 there's no concede button right so you just have to play out the match right and like even if all five people on your team say yes we want to just give up you, you you can feed and you could just sit back in your base and let them kind of steamroll you but you can never just end the game right except in professional matches where if a team member types in gg then you forfeit
1: the match so they've coded
0: it hard coded it in okay wow
1: yeah like it's does really- <laughs> That's kind That's of risky cool. as well. Like, if it only takes one GG to force. No, I think I think
0: it might be like I think it might be like two or three need to say GG and then it like mm-hmm. activates. But yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one. But my my point is this: with games as a service, and you know, you you kind of there's always something that these companies try to release. Like, there's always new content. So it's like it's not your, that you're playing old games per se, but you're playing like the new content. So like, for instance, now I'm I'm getting fucking sucked off and sucked back into apex with all of their teasing of their new their new stuff like a new map the in on a a tropical island and ash from titanfall 2 like fucking yes please that's gonna suck me right back in but it's like that's not that's not a game that i can say is going to be my game of the year because just no totally yeah by the nature of it it can't be um you know, you talk about similar things with War- okay. I don't play Warzone anymore, but Warzone getting all the kind of like Halloween skins and shit, like yeah, do and improved I Donald like-
1: darker. Yes, I do, hundred percent. And also, Warzone's going to have an entirely new map for the first time ever in like less than a month's time. Yeah, oh, that's- right. So, so, but that's like those are big things. If that's the kind of
0: game that you play, and yeah, that will take away from the time that you play other games. And I, I feel like that's kind of what's happened to me. And if I think about. Games that stand out for me that I played this year, it's like there's not many because, like, brand new stuff, okay? Mm. Because I don't have a PlayStation. I've been going back to old games, maybe games that I miss. So, for instance, like, I've been having a lot of good... I've been
1: having a really good time with um, Hades, but Hades wasn't this year. No. I know one right. game you played that was new this year that you liked. Yes, Psychonauts
0: 2, and I, yeah. I need to go back to it and finish it. But that that's in the running for my game of the year so far. But but I want to play Metro Dread. I just haven't been able to afford it um you know i think of a game that i played that i really enjoyed was chivalry 2 but i can't say that it's my game like it's not a game of the year but it's a a solid multiplayer jump in jump off kind of thing
1: that's the thing so it's just kind of like it's just kind
0: of like a it's it's been such a weird year for me and it's a weird week for me as well because i obviously focused on watching the international and that ended on the weekend but then I've just been so busy with work that I only oh. had one evening to try and play, and I played some Dotes two, just to kind of get back into it. I haven't played in like what like two months, maybe more.
1: Got mm. I played two games, got absolutely demolished in both of them. And it's that's, just that's like, the, that sounds like you were you feeding again, Chris. Thanks. Were the Russians getting angry?
0: No, I wasn't feeding. It's it's a team game. So well, I, sometimes... heard, I, heard,
1: I heard different. There's a Russian man who seems convinced that you were feeding.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he reported news. you to Gabe fake news, buddy, go, go, go write it on your truth society app, or whatever, whatever Trump's new app is called.
1: Um, Apparently that Yeah, well, no, let's not get sidetracked by that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing
0: that I try and do every week, obviously, is stream and I didn't find the time to stream right this week, uh, for various reasons. And I, I I would say, so time of recording, it's Thursday night. And I would say that yeah, you know, <laughs> I would say that uh, I would stream on the day that uh, this goes up, but I am actually very busy. I'm meeting you and one Alex Jones for chicken wings, and Are I even am on maybe maybe I should stream that. Just do it. Let's do it. Uh, just chatting. Would you guys be up for
1: it? Uh, God, would I be up for a live? Stream? I think um, potentially it. I, I, don't, I I'm trying to figure out how awkward I would get, like eating on camera as a as a um, unique prospect. Um, um. Exactly. Yeah, mukbang, like... dude. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, that's the territory now. Do you know what? It'd be cool being a professional mukbanger. To maybe, maybe tomorrow's where it starts. I don't know. It's your stream. It's your call. Cool.
0: Well, you know what, Jamie?
1: Tomorrow never dies. So it does. Bring um, it back to, Tomorrow Tomorrow back to James Bond. Tomorrow dies when you die. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think. Talk about like busyness and streaming and stuff like I think one of the things that has exemplified that for me for all of us over the last couple of weeks is if you had told me that by it's either I think it's over a week post launch that I would not have had a single session of Back for Blood with you guys having played an <sighs> alpha and two betas, I would not <laughs> I believe you
0: yeah, yeah it's mad isn't it, like the, the kind of the <clears throat> the alphas and the betas where it's like oh yeah it's limited stuff and you can only do limited things and it's going to be buggy it's like yeah would i jump in it yeah (laughs) you know it's quite alex jones and then like the full game comes out and it's just like sorry guys don't don't have time right now but uh maybe next time it's mad to me it is mad to me like my plan to stream this week was to have some form of play that with either you or jonesy or both of you
1: Steph and I have been running into this conundrum where, like, sometimes we're available and no one else is, and like sometimes we can, um, like uh, fill using patrons, um, yeah, uh, like, like, um, we did play some Back for Blood with Peaswad, for example. Um... But like there was a, also a moment the other day where we would we were both online we didn't know who, what to play no one else was around we couldn't see who anyone on Discord who would like we knew would had would be there to play a certain game so yeah. we just started playing Stardew Valley in co-op <laughs> and Steph and I just played across two nights just played like five hours of Stardew Valley. Decent, it's like, man. Yeah. But no, but it's it's frustrating because what we're talking about like I should be finishing aliens fighting elite once and for all because i bought that godforsaken game <laughs> on the promise of that co-op action or playing more uh, back for blood which i have played about an hour to an hour and a half of since it came out yeah. or anything yeah. like that and i just can't make any progress i'm yeah. like yeah um like
2: uh, yeah.
0: i'm just gonna the, the other thing is i've been wanting to get it uh into valorant oh wow okay it's a- like haven't had time to do that let's see what else See
1: Loop, yeah. Loop Hero came out this year, that was pretty good. Do you want to, the, the the best games that came out the quote unquote best games that came out this year that I don't think any of us played? Um yeah,
0: because Death Store. Uh Death Metroid Dread,
1: Uh Chicory. Uh, none of us played. That got very Chicory. good reviews. Chicory, yeah, that was the that's like the um the 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 little cartoony guy who runs around with a big paintbrush and like paints the world in. It's almost like um was it Okami? Was- if Okami was like a weird like indie game with like oh, oh, dynamic right, okay. system and stuff like that, yeah. Um, um, there was that one. that was a Skyrim mod like that's so that's coming to Game Pass. Um, oh yeah, like is, next yeah. week. That's like another yeah, timeline thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, yes. Yes, it is. But you know, you say, "Oh, it's coming to Game Pass." But so <laughs> back for blood, and we didn't fucking yeah.
1: No, it. but the thing is, so back for blood and Aliens: Fireteam Elite, and this is this isn't me shaming, but like. I haven't played them because I don't want to play them on my own. Yeah. Like that fair. that's the like when it's stuff that's like single player like 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 Kana was, like I'll I'll just finish it eventually. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you, you you need
1: to get onto Psychonauts, dude. So yeah, the the, the the problem with Psychonauts was that I convinced myself I needed to play the first one and I never wanted to play the first one. Um
0: even though you promised me that
1: you would. Yeah. I, I, wow. I, I, I haven't let go of that promise. I've got this idea in my head, ever the optimist. I, I will say
0: it's more, more important for me that you play Psychonauts 2 than Psychonauts 1,
1: even though Psychonauts 1 is a quality... I, I just want to have that. I want to know what I think of that game, if that makes sense. like I don't yeah. like having games like that that I've never even touched. And it's like, well, if I've got it and it's ostensibly free, because <laughs> it's part of a service I'm already paying for, and also it's the prequel to a game I do want to play and have as much potential to enjoy as anyone else yeah, I kind of want to do yeah. it right but I, I, I think I do what a lot of people do which is I just like I believe that there's some large chunk of time that I'm going to come into in the near future where I'm going to get lots of gaming done and that time never really comes never happens man um, yeah but yeah you know and then I always think oh like Christmas you can take time off but then I also end up getting a lot of games at Christmas because that's all I ever ask my family for when they to ask me what I want <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. I've, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to sound like a broken record. Um, Man, I'm 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 dying for Metro Dread, honestly. Yeah, Metro Dread is one I'm keen to play, but like, yeah, I'll, I'll see what happens when I I'm, see if I'm won over by it when I play it. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. But I don't, Eight, I don't I don't know if there's anything else coming out this year that I'm kind of like. What? There's a couple of things for me. Like, I want to see how that Guardians of the Galaxy game reviews. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've already pre ordered Call of Duty Vanguard. So, like, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm going to play that campaign and that multiplayer. Oh, Age of I'm Empires 4. Age of Empires is a big one. That's another lucky game pass. And then Forza Horizon, um, there's already been some talk amongst my uh, F1 pals that Forza Horizon is going to be our new weekly racing game. And oh, then. Uh, hopefully, I could join in on that because oh, absolutely, be, absolutely. I don't know
0: if I can find the time. Uh, I, I just remembered I did play another game this week. Oh shit!
1: Oh shit!
0: Yeah, what is it? The Riftbreaker. The
1: Riftbreaker. Why have I never heard of that? Hmm, because it's is like it on Game Indie... Pass. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, okay. It, it's what it's the hell is that... this? This looks like some fucking RTS with mechs. It's an RTS, but you don't build your own
0: units. You just have the one mech, and it oh, weird. kind of plays on this rift where you're on a on a planet and. Like, did you ever play They Are they are Billions?
1: No, but I remember it.
0: Yeah, it's, so it's kind of like that. It's like you build your resources, but then you're on a hostile planet, and then a bunch of, like, thousands of fucking units come after you, and you just kind of...
2: Yeah.
1: What inspired it, a, this decision?
0: It, it, it's a weird one. There was a... It was like a steam summer summer festival or whatever it was maybe even not even a summer festival but where that i think the first time where they were like hey we're gonna have this festival where we're gonna release a whole bunch of these demos hmm. and that game had a demo on it but then i missed out on it but i was really interested and intrigued in it and then i tried to get a key from the developer they never sent me once so like yeah okay, well, fuck you um but then it came to game boss and i was like oh i'm gonna jump into it and i think i think the game tries to be well not tries to be I think it overly complicates itself unnecessarily hmm. and so okay. i fell off it very quickly i didn't even like i finished a tutorial and i was like you know what that's all i that's the the fill i need from this game
1: to yeah be honest. that's the yeah. thing with game pass right is like
0: that's why it's great that's why i fucking love it
1: it's great for us horrible for developers yeah because yeah. you know those that those first not even half an hour that first 10 20 minutes can be like Super make or break. Yeah. But like yeah, other games that
0: I, I've missed out on that I'm interested in Deathloop. Um, yeah.
1: I forgot about this one, Resident Evil Village. That's one, like, I, I have had that moment a couple of times where I'm like, would the boys be pissed if I just played this? And so I've held off.
0: Well, uh, the, the thing is, if we don't do a kind of like a special stream in or around Halloween, if we don't do that, then, then fucking go for it. What Halloween like is off- in
1: this time next week? <laughs> Pretty
0: much. No, but do you, know, do you know what I mean. Like, let's say yes, in two yeah, yeah. in two weeks' time, if no if we haven't said we're gonna play oh, our fucking it's it's
1: on my Christmas list. Like, if we yeah. haven't played it by the end of December, I'm I, I'm getting it. Um, yeah. So so then it's a fair game, right? Um, do, I, do, you know, do you know what else I completely forgot about? And I do actually want to give a really fair shot. Yeah. Fucking Halo. One of the yeah. one of the yeah. biggest releases of the year. <laughs> Who'd have thought?
0: It's funny it, because even today I was thinking about it, thinking about how mad it was that it was meant to come out like at the end of last year, and it's almost the end of this year. It's like
1: I know what's happening. And with we this still game? haven't seen that campaign. I, I think of... I think there's a PC showcase coming up in the there's, next couple of days. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things. There's like a Razor thing that some Halo people were kind of like tweeting about, and there's also oh, yeah. an anniversary stream xbox that are having that they confirmed there'll be no new games at but um some people are saying hey yeah might be a good opportunity to show us what this <laughs> campaign looks like because we haven't seen it for a year and a half yeah. <laughs>
0: all right i'm just looking at um a couple of other things uh disco elysium on the switch so i could finally play it um yeah. Can I else, say?
1: Uh, no, it sounds lame because neither of them actually kind of quote unquote came out this year. But Disco Elysium and Mass Effect might actually be my one and two at the moment for games of the year.
0: Fair enough, man. Yeah. Uh
1: you know, a game I'm, I'm actually quite keen on. Go on. In a week, Mario Party Superstars. Don't, Chris. If you're going to do anything, play Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Don't do fucking mario party superstars no because i want to play with you guys guess what by you guys you basically mean jonesy because i'm not fucking playing it
0: <laughs> and, you, and you know jonesy's not playing it
1: jo- jo- jonesy is kind of simultaneously playing everything and nothing like he was telling us so early he told us earlier today i'm uh, actually no i'm not gonna call it out. i'm not gonna do a podcast <laughs> call out because that's not fair because people can be busy and that's how lives work <laughs> but let's just say jonesy i hope you're enjoying ghost of tsushima um, Battlefield 2042
0: you know, it's hard yeah, it? I'm, um, that's
1: one thing where I'm glad that beta came out and I'm like, I, I feel less bad about not spending all that money on that game like, kind of, I know I'm not going to yeah. love it Life is Strange True Colors wished I, yeah, I wish I played it, came out at an awkward time, kind of in between you know, when, I was, when I, everyone was death looping and canetting <laughs> and Life is Strange kind of Strange kinda snuck out and got decent reviews but not like world centering. Yeah.
0: But that but this is what I'm saying, like the, you know, like and that's
1: pretty much it for like I don't know. It's, so it's we're, al- a... we're almost there. It's just that there's a couple that are gonna be some people's like game of the year, game of the year, like Metro Dread that we yeah. maybe need to Alright, um... like
0: like for instance Peaswad, you could say you know, he'd probably really like Battlefield.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. and that's fine. I just like it's some. I don't know if you have this, but sometimes there are years where there is no consensus game of the year for a lot of the, the you know the populace and the industry as well, and you end up falling back on something that you liked. It just didn't really feel like a game of the year. And I remember one of the yeah. last times I had it was I think twenty nineteen. Where so 2018 for those of you who can't remember was a big fight between um, it was Red Dead Redemption of- Two, it was God of War, God of and War. like you had Spider Man in the mix as well. Like Red Dead Redemption Two and God of War feel like Game of the Year caliber games, and that those that and they, those two fighting it out was appropriate. 2019 was kind of like well, Resident Evil Two was really good, but it didn't feel like one. Do you know what I mean? I don't even remember what I chose for 2019. It, it, fucking, exactly. And there have been other years like it as well. I remember one of them was, I think it was 20... It was either 2014 or 2015, where I think my de facto game of the year ended up being Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor. So that's a solid game, but it's like... It's also like a lot of other things that came out that year kind of missed the mark. Yeah. I don't know, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. And it's not that anything missed the mark this year, it's just like, again, whether it's Deathloop or Ratchet & Clank or what have you, like a lot of games that could have blown me away just sort of didn't yeah they were very very good but nothing has swept me off my feet this year yeah man anyway it, yeah it it's a fucking strange one
0: it's a strange one and like it is a strange looking one. at looking at the current slate i i i just don't know what my game of the year would be i just being honest like probably just going to be psychonauts or if I really kind of vibe with Metroid Dread, if I manage to play it before the year is, well. I
1: mean, Metroid Dread and Psychonauts two are two games that are being mentioned by a lot of other people yeah. as like game of the year. So it's like you know that. But I s- want to play Deathcore and, and
0: and obviously like, I love Back for uh, Back for Blood, the limited stuff I've played on it, but that's not that that game's not a game
1: of the year material. Yeah, it's a fascinating one. I guess is it is this where we do the YouTube thing and I, like. And well, well, this time because I'm actually curious and ask people who are listening what their <laughs> game of the years are. Because I'm actually yeah, curious l- what the let us know is. in the comments down below. Uh, Hopefully, they right. make me feel better about myself. The answers that is. Well, I'll tell
0: you one game that's definitely not my game of the year, Jamie. What's that? Is Far Cry
1: Six. Okay.
0: Okay. It's leading on to a
1: bit of a segue. No, I know <laughs> what your segue is already. That's why I'm laughing.
0: All right, and the reason is because it's. It's the latest entry in a long-running series mm-hmm. that has not improved enough on its predecessors to be worthy, in my right, opinion. Right, All right? Much like, potentially, what could happen if these next rumors are to be believed. Because apparently, confirmed rumors that after almost a decade away, Splinter Cell, the holy grail for me of Ubisoft games, could be making a comeback. So who knows uh, apparently Ubisoft have greenlit the first mainline splinter cell game in eight years, according to Tom Henderson and vgC Th- these guys are they <laughs> they're either fucking finger on the pulse or fucking crack in the fucking the, the heroin in the needle. I don't fucking know the, which one it, it is was... it's
1: either inspired or insane <laughs> are you talking about VGC or Ubisoft? Both, both, yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I maybe, the, maybe, yeah. I think you are right. There is a bit of both. There is, there is some, there is some, there is some heroin in there for sure. Like I feel like yeah. I've, I feel like I've just been juiced up. Hell yeah, juiced up. Like if
0: anyone's been following the show, even even from like fucking ATG days, you know that Splinter Cell is very much a holy grail for me. I didn't like the last handful of games, to be fair, but like that, it's one of those things where the initial games in that series. Will always mean that you fucking love that series, regardless of what the latter ones are like. Um, mm. <laughs> and and yeah, it, it's it's funny, right? So uh, according to the sources, the title has been put into production as a means of winning back fans who are frustrated with recent efforts in the mobile and VR spaces, and probably almost free to play kind of spaces. Yeah. Um, but there's an interesting one, Jamie. Okay, because I we got a um. Looking at Instagram, yes, got got a message from Rob, a a, a Rob, not Rob we know. Oh, okay, was a, it was okay, a mysterious Rob, a mysterious Rob. Okay, Who you know, I've I've, I have i have we have been we've been chatting. Okay. Oh my God, does your wife All know right. about Rob? Oh, me me and Rob. <laughs> hey,
1: I think I saw a few pictures in there.
0: Oh, it's 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 hush hush, baby. Um, but he was saying like. He sent me the link and obviously, you know, don't, don't worry, guys, we're on the pulse with these things. We we always kind of know the news uh, eventually. But he <laughs> sent it and he was like, oh, yeah, could it really be happening? And I was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've seen the rumors. It, it most certainly could be happening. There's been r- rumors floating around for a very long time. But the point that I said to him is, I don't know if I want 2021 or 2022 Ubisoft to touch Splinter Cell.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which is mad because I've been fucking begging for it. But hmm. it's almost like it, if you want something done, you want it done right. If you've been like waiting for it, you know?
1: Yeah. I I get you. And I guess I'm slightly torn on that because I feel like 2021 Ubisoft is in a very strange place where yeah. there's almost two sides to the Ubisoft coin right now. One side is that they're being extremely receptive to things you know they uh, they are delaying things very openly. They are going back to the drawing drawing board very publicly. You know they're taking as long as they need to take to get things to where they need to get to. Whether yeah. you know that's fucking um, what's the pirate game called? Uh, Skull and Bones, um, <laughs> or whether that was you know the road to Rainbow Six Extraction, or whether that's what we talked about last week with Ghost Recon Frontline. Like yeah. there is an element of Ubisoft that's right now is like right fans fans voices matter and we're actually going to do stuff. Yeah. The issue they're having is that the ideas that they are presenting to fans first and foremost, that fans then feedback on, are kind of shit lately. Um, like Far Cry Six, by most accounts, probably is fundamentally too much for a Far Cry game. Um, <laughs> like they had they miss, miss hits with things like Hyperscape. We talked about Ghost Recon Frontline yeah. last week. Um, <sighs> there are uh, problems. F- X Defiant. X Defiant, yeah. Of course, speaking about Ghost Recon, like, there's the element at the. Uh, the elephant in the room is that the last mainline Ghost Recon was also very badly fumbled. Um, yeah. You know? And, like, the, the more positive notes tend to be more of a whimper than a shout, whether that's Immortals Phoenix Rising or the early impressions of something like Riders <sighs> Republic. <sighs> They're in a weird spot. And I could totally yeah. see why that would make you re- slightly reserved about reintroducing Spencer Cell at this time.
0: Yeah, I don't know, like. I've been on record before saying that like even even in years where Ubisoft weren't performing well, I was like I, I root for them because even though they're this like massive multinational company run by billionaires, it's almost like me thinking for whatever reason that like they're the scrappy underdogs.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. They like they like that. They like that's why they all get out on stage at the end of every E three thing and like stand together. They all stand behind Eve and like, look, we're one big happy French family. <laughs> but yeah. no you're a massive multi-billion <laughs> corporation with studios in every country on planet earth it seems
0: yeah yeah especially the, the poor romanians
2: um, yeah god
0: but but it's just like yeah like okay look some positive things have been said okay where if, if i'm worried about like ubisoft in 2021 and 2022 with what they've been releasing obviously games are in production for a lot longer than that so really if you have an issue with Ubisoft in this year or last year or the year coming up, really what you're talking about is you have an issue with stuff that was started development like three, four years ago. Very true. Right? And what they're saying is that it's in the early phases of production, according to the confirmed rumors, and there is a small chance that it could be announced next year. And last year, Eve himself said that the series needed to evolve before they were willing to let it make a comeback. So yeah. these are all positive kind of spins on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, but, I agree. But I but I just don't... I, I, just, don't know. I just don't know. No. About. And, like, it, it's possible totally that kind of, like, all the games we're talking about, even games like Ghost Recon Frontline and so on and so forth, yet maybe they are the end of an era, and we've often talked about the kind of, like... The duality the, between the, the, the free to play side of things and the premium side of things, and how they could be being handled different ways. There have obviously been lots of rumors in the last six months or so about how Assassin's Creed is opening up new doors to what, some kind of like metaverse shit. <sighs> um, God, yeah. Lots of rumors, I think. Jason Schreier reported at one point that the next Far Cry is looking to, or is being planned to be something very different. We've obviously got games like Skull and Bones and Beyond Good and Evil 2 that I. Yeah genuinely believe will look very different the next time we see them compared to the other I, I other think, like last time. I think
0: Beyond Good and Evil 2 is a vaporware at this stage.
1: I don't see I don't think it's vaporware, but I think they just I think they they basically say, look, it was ambitious, it was cool, great, go for it. But now we're gonna bring it back under control. We're gonna give it to a team led by someone who can actually kind of make this a fucking viable product. And if that yeah. means like making it not what it was and cutting out some of the more ambitious elements, then we're going to do it, and we're just going to make a fucking video game. I think the same as Skull and Bones. And then yeah. you've also got like Avatar in the mix as well. Like, maybe those mysterious elements are like the next fleet of fascinating premium Ubisoft titles. Um, maybe. But it's all speculation, right? We just don't know. Yeah. Ah, well, you know what we
0: do know, Jamie? What do we know? Well, a little bit more about Warner Brothers games, like Gotham Knight and suicide squad kill the justice league because yes. um Warner a Brothers, little bit yeah exactly like fucking all, I, I, honestly i would have thought we'd would have known more but there we go that's the world we live in um the much hyped about uh dc fandom has uh
1: happened taken place it was there. You were there. Apparently you still got your ticket stubs. I was there. I was there I was at the Fandom. I bought my tickets to the Fandom. My um yeah. I got my tickets to the Fandom uh, checked and torn and I kept my stubs for my tickets to the, Fandome. the Fandom. And I am glad to say that Chris I attended the Fandom. I met The Rock. I met Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I met uh... Ezra Miller. How weird was that? When he came on stage, I, I, I didn't I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was out. Well, I had I was out living my life, um, uh, and uh, catching up on what I presumed was going to be a whole host of information and you know extended gameplays and look at all these trailers and we're going to tell you everything you need to know about these products you've already known about for the last year. But that didn't happen. No, we just got trailers. Yeah. Oh, fine. You know, I, like trailers. Are, trailers are good. <sighs> And they were but, good. They were good, especially for the Suicide Squad. They were good trailers.
0: They they were good trailers. I um... <laughs> I just have a bit of a brain. You're mustache. speechless. Yeah, no. Even Gotham Knights, dude, like with the Court of Isles shit and all of that, like it's it it's very very cool. But it's it's a weird position. Okay, you look at Gotham Knights announced last year, along with
1: Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um. But Gotham Knights showed off gameplay last year. It did. Yep. And that was over a year ago, because the fandom was in August last year. It wasn't as this late last year. I want to right, say Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, fine. But like, no, but know, I'm saying 20... like that's even worse, right? Like, over a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's just kinda like e- even with Black Adam, where it's like, oh, oh, Black Adam's coming, baby. Oh, oh. Yeah, here's just people talking about Black Adam.
1: Although, so the weird thing about Black Animus, there was footage, but it was exclusively on The Rock's Twitter account. And you don't see his face, you see like his chin under a hood.
2: Yeah,
0: no, I I saw that. It's it's just like, okay. But then there was another weird thing, and and it makes me think that like, the pandemic really fucking hit them on this one. Because when Ezra Miller came out to kind of like, talk about the Flash, and he's like, oh we know you're excited we don't have a trailer for you we don't even have a teaser but we got some stuff put together and I was like oh okay fine you know fair enough you're you're tempering my expectations and then
1: what do they do they play a fucking teaser yes for a film that I presume at one point in pre-production was called The Flash colon Batman's in this one (laughs) Yeah, because that's what that whole fucking teaser was like hey remember Michael Keaton (laughs) turns out he said yes he's still got a price um,
0: um, but yeah, like stuff like the Flash, Black Adam, uh, the Batman. Oh, the Batman! I wish Jonesy was here because he would shit all over it. But oh, I he, thought that he, was, I, he, I thought he that was put, sick.
1: He put out a tweet after the trailer came out saying that. I, he I read it, was it, it, yeah. And I, thought, I looked at that tweet and said, "You, this motherfucker's had that in his drafts for like weeks. He did. <laughs> yeah. He didn't care what that trailer was. He hated it since this time last year, and nothing yeah. was going to change.
0: I, I thought it was a good trailer. I." Yeah. I was surprised by how much it feels like a continuation of a Nolan esque kind of thing.
1: Right, interesting.
0: Yeah. Um But then again I don't know what I was expecting to be. To I be, think I think the only to be thing perfectly that, fair, the, like
1: Yeah, the only thing that strikes me is kinda of like Perhaps slightly different to what Nolan was going for. And 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 in a sense, like different even to like Nolan, but also like Snyder's Batman and very different to Schumacher's Batman. It's like with <laughs> Clooney and then Bale and then Affleck, there was always this like they were older, they were a bit more yeah. sophisticated. There was this idea of you could see their version of Bruce Wayne kind of like being a functional member of society and being a yeah. popular member of society.
0: And a playboy and this, that, that. Yeah. This well, dude's like, an emo loner.
1: Basically, yeah, he's basically just an emo. Like, his hair <laughs> kind of flops down in front of his face and he's like, he wears makeup around his eyes and you're like, Oh, yeah. so what
0: you're saying is it's Toby Maguire uh, in Spider-Man 3. Yes. B- by way of Batman.
1: I, I got yes. you. Yes, that you. is exactly what I'm saying. Chris, why don't you write the press releases for this shit? Fuck the fandom. I fucking fan, like, should. Um... I'm excited for that movie. I will watch that movie. And oh, man, I will yeah. play Suicide Can I just, one note on Suicide Squad quickly? Mm. I really want to know more about how that's structured in terms of is that a four player co op game? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I thought it was though. Didn't they? I read from I mean, last I'm, year. Didn't maybe they, they, maybe of... they said something and I missed it. But like, okay, and if it's a four player co op game, what happens if I'm a one player? <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. As someone who is currently waiting to finish *Bat for Blood* over the course of the next, I presume six to seven years, <laughs> what's the deal with *Suicide Squad*? That's all I need to know. Yeah, it is kind of crazy,
0: isn't it? But like, yeah, it, just just something more would be cool. Even if, it, like, this is the fucking frustrating thing, right? You say even if they release a gameplay trailer this year, but then you also have to think to yourself, but it. If they do that, why didn't they just put it on their marquee event, which is the fucking fandom? I
1: don't, I don't have a good answer for that. No. I don't um, have a good answer to that. Like, I mean, but, fucking, the, the Gotham Knights is still ended that trailer just saying 2022. It got moved to 2022 seven months ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. surely they can put a date on it. Like, it was meant to be out. Yeah. And I guess, like, oh, Cyberpunk, everyone's scared. Don't put dates on things if you don't have one yet. I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, well what we do know is
0: some interesting info is that the Suicide Squad trailer was in engine and is confirmed to be within the
1: kind of verse, as it were. Yes. Which is pretty cool. But then also <laughs> which is, i I, sorry I was just going to say I find it funny that al- almost a decade on Rocksteady are still doing everything in their power to remind everyone they did not make Arkham Origins. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um,
0: but when it came to Gotham Knights obviously Court of Isles very cool kind of uh the Penguin what, what I found interesting is that kind of like the way that they're dealing with the Penguin was very much how it seemed they're dealing with the Penguin in the Batman film with um Colin know, Farrell Col- Colin Farrell they seem like the same kind of like take on that character which yes. is interesting also um,
1: interesting that the Penguin was in the Suicide Squad trailer as well and he was the same as he was in the Arkhamverse with the end of the broken bit of a bottle as his eyepiece. Um, yeah. Except he's just there for comic relief as they pretend his shot collar isn't working and electrocute him to death. <laughs> Which is kind of funny.
0: Fair enough. I mean, that's Suicide Squad for you, right? Um, but with Gotham Knights, they... no mention of the Balfree, Jamie. I think I saw it in, in some of the shots
1: in the trailer. but I... Right, is it like kind of like an Easter egg? Kind of like, do we need an IGN trailer review? Like, yeah, here's things you might have
0: missed from the Gotham Knights trailer.
1: And then a thumbnail with a big red arrow saying pointing to the belfry. Ah oh, man, and what culture? About... If, if you're hiring, here we are. Yeah, come get, and get us. If you're hiring, we
2: have.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Well, um... <laughs> I don't even know how to fucking segue this. I'm so tired, Jamie. Listen. Ten months after release, cyberpunk is still getting delayed. Can you believe it? yeah, uh, yes,
1: actually, I can very much believe it <laughs> um, without, oh. without going into too much detail i i yeah the idea of c d project red and overly long processors, yeah no sounds sounds about right
0: <laughs> sounds about right part of the course, yeah, because the next gen update for cyberpunk uh which is meant to be obviously p s five and xbox series s slash s versions they've been pushed to q1 of 2022 so again
1: not a not a hard date on on 2022 but just no. sometime give yourself 20... a three-month window you minimize your chances of missing it again <laughs> it's just kind of like it's mad the, the whole cyberpunk thing i i don't know there's it's, it's it's hard to know what is left to be said about it the do, question what it feels like sorry sorry to do interrupt you know what it feels like uh and and you'll know this
0: from, from Hades, obviously. It's like it's like Sisyphus, right? Where he he pushes the boulder up the hill and then it rolled it. No, Sisyphus was the Sisyphus was the dude strung up and every day ravens would pick at his liver uh, and eat it and then I it would th- grow back. Okay. But then there was another dude.
1: I thought was Sisyphus was when it, um it stings when you pee. That too.
0: <laughs> um I don't know. But the other dude who... who I think the boulder guy is the, in Hades.
1: like He's in one yeah. of the in-between rooms. Yeah,
0: he, so he pushes the boulder up to the top of the hill and then it falls back down. I think it might be the same one. I think he pushes up the hill. The guy who pushes
1: but, boulder... Google's our friend. guy who pushes boulder uphill is, is Sisyphus. You got it right. Told ya. Told ya, bitches. You gotta yeah, back like,
0: yourself. It, it, it's almost like the, the fucking... All the Polish dudes working on cyberpunk are Sisyphus. And they are forever doomed... You just work on Cyberpunk and keep on pushing the Cyberpunk Boulder up, and then it not working, and then it has to roll back down the hill.
1: Yeah, but but you know what question I have to ask you now, Chris? Yeah. Does the next gen patch for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven come out in Q one twenty twenty two? I I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you want? Know that's probably the most uh, yeah poignant answer that could be given. Which, which is the saddest fucking thing for the like. Yeah, Jonesy know. might be the only person on planet Earth waiting. I can't wait till enough time has passed. Maybe now is that time we can go back to pre cyberpunk co- podcasts and listen to Jonesy and us argue about like when the next gen patch is going to be and when DLC is going to come out and all that kind of stuff. Oh man, yeah, that that would actually be
0: maybe on the anniversary of uh, the release. We should we should I just have a podcast special? Maybe maybe a Patreon exclusive. Maybe. Um, Talking about it, that would be really interesting. But yeah, man, it's just kind of crazy. Like, obviously, they've still got like all those free DLCs and the paid DLC to come out. But yes, you you can't imagine them pushing that shit out. Well, th- like so until,
1: th- in the yeah. statement they made about this. They did say that the um, the the first expansion for the game is still being worked on. So they're trying, to, they're trying to remind us it exists. But yeah, I don't know how many people are on the hook for that at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It's
0: such a fucking weird one. And speaking of weird, mm. I, I, I'd be keen on getting your take on this, okay? Um, the Uncharted movie trailer dropped. It certainly did, and uh, it 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 looked unchartedy.
1: It's got Tom Holland in it, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and known racist Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Known racist Mark Wahlberg. Weirdly enough, actually, they must have. Um, I saw an early cut for this trailer. He um, he beats a Vietnamese man with a stick and calls him yeah. racial slurs. I think they, they must have cut it after it got, yeah. after the trailer got leaked and you know they went back to the drawing board. Yeah, I think they had a little bit of negative press on that one, so they just yeah. went back to the drawing board. Um, Maybe yeah. do you know what? Maybe they're replacing it with the other scene where he beats up the black guy and keeps calling him the N word. Christ Known racist, hey, Chris don't put your head in your hat this is the life and times of one Mark Wahlberg I for one can't wait till they make a biopic about Mark Wahlberg and make sure to include all the extremely racist shit that he used to do you know what
0: the weird thing is I'm pretty sure that the person that they'll get to play Mark Wahlberg
1: is Mark Wahlberg himself who'll be like yeah I'll play myself yeah exactly <laughs> And there'll be a bit where like Mark used to have a f- used to have facial hair at this point in your life He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not wearing, I'm not I'm not doing the facial hair. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. Forget Too much. forget about it. Okay, well, can I just focus on my Warburgers, please? <laughs> yeah, that's the happy ending of the film. That's the post credit scene is the <laughs> opening of the first Warburgers. And the start of the, the MCU, the Mark Cinematic Universe.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. The MMCU,
1: the Marky Mark Cinematic yeah. Yeah. Universe. Um, I'm all about yeah. the FBCU. Just the Funky Boat Cinematic Universe. I don't care about Mark. Yeah, I just want the bunch.
0: Mark. Just the bunch, yeah? I like
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, the,
0: the, the, the Uncharted movie trailer came out and it gave us our first look at a young Nathan Drake meeting a presumably slightly younger Sully without a moustache, so... Man, I don't know. Yeah. What, what what did you think of this trailer? God, um... As, 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 a, as a self-proclaimed fan of the Uncharted okay. series. As a
1: fan of the Uncharted series, I thought the trailer was okay, yeah. but a bit underwhelming. I thought the fact that they included sort of set pieces and moments from across the series, some people have got caught up on that. I think that that was an, an inevitable... Whether this yeah. is being pitched as a long-term series or not, like they were always going to use this as a highlight reel of the Uncharted games because that's what that's what fucking movies are for. Um, yeah. My main problem with it, and we'll get on like the kind of the casting and the, the the suitability of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, I guess, in a bit because I want to kind of bring up something Jonesy mentioned on Twitter.
2: The main <laughs> I like thing, what
1: you've written yet. just the way you've written it is great. But we'll get there. Okay. The main thing that happened to me, basically, Chris, I'll put it this way I saw two trailers today. One was the one was for Uncharted, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And the other was for Michael Bay's upcoming film, Ambulance, starring Jake oh. Gyllenhaal. And both trailers went to you know change in expression slightly, in one eye and out the other. I was like, that was just a bunch <laughs> of action movie guff, and I don't really know what I saw. Other yeah. than at one point going, oh, that's the thing from Uncharted 3, where he kind of falls out the back of the plane. Except yeah. the, the the keying and the, the CG looks absolutely god-awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, it, I, I, I thought it looked strange. It, 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 I thought it, it, thought it looked it, strange. I thought it looked clunky, and I did not get Uncharted vibes from it. I thought, this is Spider-Man without the suit talking to Mark Wahlberg in a generic action movie. Yeah. that could probably still be fun
2: but
0: yeah well well that as someone with no attachment to the series that's kind of what it seemed like to me It's like yeah it's a popcorn film and I, and I think maybe it'll be one of the more successful video game adaptation films but that's not you know it it seems to me like it'll be a decent film but would it be a good
1: uncharted film is what i, I just, I just don't know. i'm leaning towards that i think if you're going to go as far as to hire tom holland and mark Wahlberg, two actors who are not just not appropriate for the roles they're playing based on sort of like age and image and sort of like yeah aura but also are tom holland and mark Wahlberg instantly recognizable <laughs> as being other yeah. people entirely you have to go above and beyond to convince people that they are nathan drake and sully and they yeah. didn't even try let alone go above and beyond like other yeah. than the fact, like I'm sorry, but like Nathan Drake, maybe some people might disagree. People who don't like Uncharted might disagree. But Nathan Drake isn't just as simple as an American accent and and and, he, and who wisecracks. Like that's the why. That's why Nathan Drake is not the same as Indiana Jones, for example. Yeah, because yeah. like wisecracking and finding hunting for treasure doesn't make you the same person. Um, but I don't I don't see how any of that identity which is a shame because Uncharted 4 was really good at digging a little bit deeper into that identity, and that was the yeah. last game that they had to look at. Um, yeah, they, which they, they are
0: bringing elements of it, you know, mentioning his brother Sam. I, but yeah. I kind of felt like that in the trailer, they were like, oh, Sam, oh, it's your brother. Oh, this will get you closer to your brother. Yeah, they oh, say his name legacy. about three times. So yeah, it's, it's like, just oh. like uh, I, yeah, I get it, dude. The, the other thing that was really fucking <laughs> odd for me about the trailer, and this is me just, this is me being me, Jamie, you know? Mm. The, the bit that you spoke about with the bad compositing um, on the back of the airplane. Yeah. I did notice that bad compositing, but it didn't bother me as much as the unplausibility in a movie of jumping off of a falling piece of cargo into a rapidly fast-moving cargo airplane.
1: Yes. Like, the momentum like f- stuff the, is, like, all yeah. off.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I I get it. It's It's a not only is it a film which this stuff kind of happens in films but yes. it's also a video game based film so it's like you kind of have to suspend your disbelief there but for some reason it just kind of st- I, you know you know there's that meme of that like spanish soap opera woman and all the fucking math equations are going on put through her head that was me watching that portion of the trailer thinking that's yeah. impossible
1: yeah that, that everything else Totally plausible, but that, nah, that's impossible. There's one other thing that I wanted to pick out and it's which almost adds to the or, or helps add to the implausibility that you're discussing because again, yeah. we're very good. I've watched enough. Um, what are they called? Corridor Crew to know that, like, Corridor digital, we're, yeah, Yeah, we're very good at noticing when like physics are off, but also like we're all just whether you're editors or not, you're getting better at noticing when like whether it's like keying or masking or yeah. compositing and stuff like that. That's all off for anyone that wants to see the picture that I'm about to see, send Chris. Uh, you can go on to Twitter, or I guess just any other browser, and type in Tati Gabrielle, who's the name of this actress who's playing one of the villains, yeah, Uncharted. T-A-T-I. T-A-T-I, Gabrielle, Uncharted. When I type that in, on, when I just search that on Twitter, the first result is like an image of her and two henchmen getting off the back of the plane that presumably this, the aforementioned scene happens in, and it just looks wrong. Yeah. Like, it's a screenshot from the trailer, and it just looks off. Like, they just, like, it just, it just, man. It, yeah, it's, and it, like, it doesn't look like a film of that budget, like, should look like. Like, they've just done a very poor job. Oh, man. Um.
0: So, yeah. Hey, you know what? And That's swinging frustrating. Back, swinging it back to Spectre, because the opening shot of Spectre, it was that one long track. Yes. That also had fucking terrible compositing, and I just couldn't handle it. There's, like, a bad way to start off and that was in the film. Sometimes you can say in bad compositing in a trailer. You're like, well, the effects aren't finished. You know, they're they're still going to do multiple passes on like True. atmosphere and and lighting and everything. But that was in the actual fucking film, and I was like, well, that that's kind of taken me out already.
1: Yeah, it, it's and it's frustrating. Like, I think, I mean, I'm in two minds about it because at the end of the day, like, time and money are the things that determine visual effects quality to a certain extent. And yeah. they are both finite when it comes to making a film. I get that. Yeah, but then again, you're talking about like the deep pockets of Sony. That's the problem. When you're talking about Uncharted or a new James Bond or the new Matrix, like we were a few weeks ago, like just just get it right, please, please. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Bummer, bummer. And I can't wait to see how they play off the whole Mark Wahlberg getting a mustache thing as probably like a post credits surprise <laughs> moment. And <laughs> yeah, you're probably fucking
0: right. Hey, but we'll know on February 18th, 2022. At least they're committed to a fucking date.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I can't wait to... I'm going to have like an old school like kid's birthday party. We're going to go to Pizza Hut, we're going to go and watch Uncharted, and then I'm going to get Elden Ring for my, uh, like as my main present. I think I've lost you, Jamie. I'm oh. trying
0: very hard to kind of be like, oh yeah. No, yeah, you're doing a, yeah, you're yeah. Doing a good totally. enough job. But I've lost you, mate. Oh, I haven't lost you. That's you're so strange. You're dead to me. You're dead to me! <laughs> Oh, weird. what is going on? That's a bummer. Good, there we go. Hold on, I heard something.
1: Ah, uh, you probably just heard me. I think you're back, baby. I think I'm back too. Some people might say, Chris, that I never actually went. That's I could hear lie. I could hear you the whole time, and I was replying to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah what sorry, i was what saying is, saying? I, I can't, I'm gonna have February. I'm gonna have an old school birthday party. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna go to Pizza Hut for lunch. We're gonna watch Uncharted in the cinema afterwards, and then someone's gonna get me Elden Ring. Uh, as my main present, and I'm gonna have like an eight-year-old's birthday party in February. You're invited. You know that that oh yes, yes. Yeah, but hold on. Is that is that prick Alex Jones gonna be there? Um, I kind of have to invite him. My mum says I have to.
0: Man,
2: All yeah, right, fine. it's
1: because my mum's friends with his mum, <laughs> and if he finds out he wasn't invited, you know, cause yeah, he because he, he went to my old school.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. I obviously love Alex Jones. Well the, the nut reason. job not not the one that we do the podcast with yeah, um, yeah Fe- February's going to be <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one I don't know man but yeah talk, t- tell us about Jonesy's hot take on this can I just say can I just say can I just say following Jonesy's Twitter is very rewarding
1: <laughs> I agree with that statement uh, and 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 this is why. Go on, Jamie. <laughs> well, so basically, there was some obviously chatter around the Uncharted movie. I'm actually trying to find the tweet now so I can make sure I've got it completely right and and, and do it justice in the conversation. Right, yeah,
0: because it was very much around
1: the the casting and
0: like like you said, like how Tom Holland doesn't really suit Nathan Drake. And the interesting thing is, there was that like a GQ interview, like like a handful of months ago, where it was like, oh yeah, it, I. I I did it wrong, or I oh, tried yeah. too hard, or something. Like people forget about that. Like That's, that was him basically saying, "I did a terrible job in this movie."
1: I forgot about that. That was a weird interview. So th- this conversation started with our our good friend uh, Sam Richards uh, stating very aptly uh, that that the trailer hasn't allayed his thoughts that the two central characters are fundamentally miscast. Um, yeah. And then Ale- our 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 good friend Alex Jones. Co-host of this very podcast said, "Can't disagree. This is weird casting for sure. Who'd you go for if it was up to you? I'm gonna go for left field, but say Liam Hemsworth and Kurt Russell. Um, which um, I think um, great. I said in uh, in our little podcast document, um, I just said uh, Jonesy's picks and said uh, he's wrong. <laughs> I love that. He's wrong. Fain and simple. Do you um, know why he's wrong? Because he's almost got, like, the energies mixed up. Like, you need Kurt Russell energy for Nathan Drake and, and Hemsworth energy for Sally more than, and not, more than... And not only that, because I know for a fact
0: that Jonesy doesn't know who Liam, Liam Hemsworth is. Jonesy... Or rather, he doesn't know which
1: Hemsworth Liam Hemsworth is. Jonesy not only gets Liam and Chris Hemsworth mixed up constantly, but also, like, the fundamental problem I have with it is no matter which one he meant, they're both wrong for different reasons. <laughs> yeah... Like Chris Hem- like both. First of all, both of them are physically wrong, more far more wrong than Tom Holland in terms of they're too big, they're too muscular, they're too imposing. That's yeah. not Nathan Drake's thing at all. And in that sense, Tom Holland's physique is a far better fit for Nathan Drake than either of the Hemsworth. But also, the issue is that Liam Hemsworth, and let's just take Jonesy at his word whether he's confused or not, Liam Hemsworth has had the remarkable capability to build and sustain an entire career. Within Hollywood, without ever showing an ounce of personality, name one film, name one role where Liam Hemsworth has said or done or even just been any one or anything interesting, and now you want to cast him as one of the most charismatic, swashbuckling, wisecracking characters in video game history? I'm yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I don't get it. I that that uh, Jonesy. Pictured like Jonesy had Liam Hemsworth, um, like headshots in his head and said, oh, That's a younger looking guy. No,
0: Jonesy just looked in the in the room that he was in when he was writing the tweet at the poster of Liam Hemsworth, on his, yeah, and it's a wall. And he's just like, That guy,
1: like, what was the last film Liam Hemsworth was even in?
0: I, I, I I'd have to I've look only, it up. I think I've only ever seen him in like one of those fucking,
1: he was, he uh, got, he got mo- luck- mocking. Exactly. Or he got lucky to get cast in the Hunger Games and that's the Hunger extent Games. of his career. He was in one film last year called, it was, yeah. and it was the word that I think Americans pronounce Arkansas rather than Arkansas. Oh yeah, it's Arkansas. Yeah. Um, which to be yeah, fair, l- l- which was uh, written and directed by Clark Duke the guy who played the main character's friend in Kick-Ass and the young guy in the Hot Tub Time Machine. Weird. Yeah, you remember that like chubby guy with glasses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's still got, only 30. Got, he, uh, he was also quite Green in The Office. He has a Steph vibe about him. He does have a Steph vibe about him. Quite young, still only 36 years old. He di- wrote and directed a film last year that somehow had Liam Hemsworth, Michael Kenneth Williams, R.O.P., uh, Vivica Fox, John Malkovich, and Vince Vaughn in it. Oh, weird, man. Uh, I think yeah. Vince Vaughn would be a better Sully than Kurt Russell. <laughs> do you know what? The, the Kurt Russell shout, I don't mind too much, but like now we're getting further into just like Kurt Russell yeah. energy is not the same as Sully energy. Yeah, um, yeah, and also like again, like he does, he doesn't match. It's kind of like the Liam Hemsworth thing of like being in the uh, being in a better age bracket than than Mark Wahlberg doesn't make him a better fit per se.
0: Yeah, do do you dare take a stab at who you would cast? I don't really have well, I feel like I have to now, because I've, um... I've got an idea for Sully, and it's a bit left field. Go and on. you're probably going to tell me I'm wrong, uh, and that's probably because I don't know the character all that well, all right, but and maybe not like this actor at his age now, maybe a little bit younger. maybe not. I don't know. Um, what about Tom Hanks?
1: Oh, interesting. Right, left field. You wouldn't have thought of it. It is left field. Do you know what I, I'd say about Tom Hanks? Is he has far more versatility than Mark Wahlberg, and I think could get <laughs> closer to a performance of like a Sully like performance that would make sense. Yeah. But perhaps the issue would be or the physicality, right? Yeah, and and also just that like Tom Hanks is one of those guys that's quite hard to see as 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 someone or something else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you know what? Do you know what? Energy wise, uh, I, 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 again, this is something I saw on Twitter. I can't remember where it might have even yeah. been in that thread that we were just talking about. But right. like, a very good match for Sully, Sully energy is Brian Cranston, and he wouldn't have to play that much older. Like you'd literally yeah. like yeah. he's you, he, he like maybe a decade if that. Like gray him yeah. up slightly, and he's got that energy. Um, yeah. And then yeah, that's it, not a bad job. It, it wouldn't work um, now because it. Cause it's too, hes too old, and he's played too many roles since, and he's—he can be a controversial one nowadays. But genuinely, like, kind of like, if you had got to Chris Pratt before Guardians and of the Galaxy and Jurassic World did, then Chris Pratt is is Nathan Drake energy. So some, some people won't like that shout, but I I, I do yeah. kind of believe that personally. But he for, he for me it's always gonna be Nathan,
0: for me it's always gonna be Nathan Fillion.
1: Yeah, you got it. If you again, if you got him at the too, right he's age, he's too old now. But if you got yeah, him at the right age, it, again, he's got that his energy for that is spot on. But do you remember? Do you remember he did that like short film, right? Yeah, yeah, and it was
0: quality. Yeah. But even then, he was maybe a bit too past past his prime. But, but it, it still
1: kind of worked. Like you still believed it. Oh yeah, it, it. did. Yeah, still, yeah. Which yeah. is testament because you're talking to... about
0: you're talking about energy and that like that is the fucking Nathan Drake energy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Never mind, though,
1: he looks exactly the same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. It's 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 a tough one. It's an unenviable task, especially when you're trying to make your money back on these things, right? Like, Yeah. Nathan Fillion probably gets shot down by a producer before you can even get him in the room. Yeah. Not literally. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone would shoot Nathan Fillion, but um, yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. He'd have to lose some weight. Chris, I, I've got a lot on my hands at the moment. I'm, oh, no. A bit, <laughs> a busy guy, um, Brendan Fraser as Sully. Oh, interesting. See, you know, like the funny thing about Brendan Fraser is you go in sort of like the, uh, you obviously the mummy is the frame of reference, yeah. But yeah. like Brendan Fraser in the mummy, he, he he's, was in the mummy. He's probably more Nathan. Exactly. I, I was g- yeah. literally going to say I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the people that was used as a frame of reference for the like conceptualization of Nathan Drake as a character. Yeah. Like yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Well, if you've got like fucking a mood board up in the wall at, like naughty dog like you've got uh Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones you've got you've got Brendan Fraser's character from the mummy you those are the things you have on that mood board probably not Nicholas Cage in National Treasure but maybe
2: uh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah get a bit of a Matthew McConaughey in Fool's Gold. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Like McC- McCon McConaughey kind of has a bit of He's too a bit too sexy, like I think. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a, Nathan Drake's a tough one though. He's a tough one because he because uh, he, he was a lot of things over over the course of a lot of different games.
0: Yeah, you see, I I think they should have cast um, Tommy Wiseau as um, as Nathan. <sighs> Do you know what? And Danny DeVito is.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I would, imagine? I would love that. I would, I would genuinely love to see Danny DeVito as Sully. Like, even, even just in you know, like you know, playing it straight, Uncharted. They're just like, yeah, do you know what, Danny DeVito. But that reminds me, like you talking about Tommy Wiseau and other characters you could play, other than henchmen. Oh, it was Antonio Banderas. I was going to say, yeah. was there a villain in that trailer? Yeah, and it was Banderas. Was villain. And I, and I, I, hey, you know, I'm I'm all for the return of the Banderas. That's fine. Yeah. He kind it kind of looked like they were going for Uncharted Four vibes, where like he's like a kind of like a slightly more sophisticated kind of like above ground guy who is so interested in sort of treasures and antiques that he's willing to kind of go a bit fucking mental to get it. Yeah. As opposed to being I, like I'm a crazy Russian dude, or I'm resurrecting Nazis, or one of something yeah. like that. Although, like, fuck, it's funny, man. Yeah, I, I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
0: It it's an interesting one.
1: Well, uh, let me let me let me ask you this then Chris. Mm. Um you get an advanced screening. This time next week you're going to go to an advanced screening Shh. of one no. of three films. Embargo, dude. Uh well we're allowed to say you the embargo date has passed where you can say it's happening but you can't say what it was like. Right, yeah. But the issue is you've got a choice. You're either okay. going to see Sonic 2, Mhm. The Super Mario movie, mm-hmm. or Uncharted. Next week at Super Advanced Screening, what are you gonna go and see? Super Mario. I think that's the right choice, yeah. I, I know did. Jonesy's day one Sonic two, but I think so Mario's I the right choice for now. I mean I've said it
0: before, like I
1: enjoyed Sonic but I did I didn't mean to, but I did fall asleep <laughs> in the cinema. You see yeah, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Sonic, you've been uh, sleeping through some bangers. I've I've only ever slept through three
0: movies in the cinema. So Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Sonic, and, um, God, this is going to take me back. Fool's
1: Rush In. Fool's Rush In? Yeah. Is the, that like that Elvis Presley um, lyric? It is, yeah. Only but Fool's the movie, Rush In.
0: The movie, how about this one? <laughs> Matthew Perry and Selma Hayek. What? Okay. Wow. As a, that's a, that's a, a romantic comedy. oh, uh, when did it come out? Like su- it, it
1: sucks that Matthew Perry didn't have more of like what it wasn't more random movies like that. Like I know he had that little period there.
0: J- just search Fools Russian and have a look at the poster. Like, is that not like prime nineteen ninety seven romantic so, poster? That,
1: that is so like Matthew Perry is all of a sudden a leading man in romantic comedies. Yeah. Kind of. So
0: the interesting thing in this, I think my friend Paul was living in Zimbabwe at the time and he had come over to South Africa for a visit. So even though I, was, and I, I, I want to say that like, it was on a weekend and I was at scouts and I was like, we were after scouts. We went to go see this movie together for whatever reason, we watching a romantic comedy or whatever. And, um, I was just so tired. I was just, I just fell asleep. Wow. And there's my friend, like I hadn't seen in a while like, he lives in a, another country and I just fell asleep in a boring film.
1: Bad friend, Chris. Bad friend. You know another
0: another film that I not in the cinema, but a, a movie that I have fallen asleep in. I don't know if you've ever gotten this, but sometimes there are movies that come out that you are really interested in, but yeah. you can never watch the whole way through because you fall asleep or you get distracted.
2: Hmm. And, and so
0: you would have seen the entire film, but not in one go, like in chunks and bits and pieces.
1: Yeah, kind of. Perhaps slightly more so when I was young.
0: Yeah, well, this this happened to me when I was young, and the movie was U five seven one. I even had it on VHS, and I could never. I loved that movie. It's such a good film, but I could never watch the entire thing without falling oh, asleep. Interesting. Do you get it's it? It's weird. Like sometimes you it... you kind of think to yourself that like there's some kind of like cosmic energy with like like if you think of like control, right? Where they're like objects of power and all this shit where they emanate this like thing and like that VHS just always had this power to put me to sleep.
1: Wow, that's kind of impressive. Yeah. I The closest I can think to that is like when you almost like compartmentalise movies into your favourite sequences and like maybe you really like the first half and not the second and every time you watch it you're well excited then you re- get to a point halfway through where you realise you've seen everything you like. Yeah. And then you're like oh okay, that's that for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's how a lot of people feel when they listen to this podcast. It's like, yeah, it was pretty good at the beginning, but now that I've got to the end, I probably regret my decision of yeah, sticking around. They started talking about
1: James Bond for forty five minutes, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, do you know what? I'll just catch next week's. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm giving people what they
0: want because if it were up to me, it would be a one hour podcast. But we've broken the two hour barrier here, Jamie. So we
1: actually have. Congrats!
2: You know,
0: I'm doing it for them. If they don't like it, then they've got to let me know in the comments down below. But I'm pretty sure what they're going to say is three-hour podcasts, please, sir. Probably. May we have some more? i be like, yeah, all right, fine.
2: <sighs>
0: Jamie, only thing that's left is uh, a solid thank you to you for joining me. No, thank but you for then also
1: a, a code word. Damn. Um... Oh, <laughs> I, I, we... We can't go... I'll get us in trouble if we do. I, my head just went straight back to Mark Wahlberg the known racist model, but then that's just that's just like regurgitating an old joke at this point what else do we yeah. say that was funny uh nothing it's
0: been a pretty unfunny podcast
1: hmm what if yeah. we are, what if we uh challenge people to come up with like uh xxx porn parody names for um for oh for the for the James Bond porn that we came up with yeah, but like they can come up with porn parody names of the Like you have to make a porn parody of a James Bond film. So take any classic Bond title and try and porn parodyify it. Yeah. Yeah, or just say James uh, uh, Jack Jack Swallows. Yeah, short so my Bond Bond parody would be. It's actually kind of, It's actually, it's a little bit um. It's kind of like an intellectual, kind of a 4D chess kind of thing. Like you have to think about it quite deeply for it to make sense. So yeah. um, it's called the film, the actual parody is called Octopussy. And you look at okay. that and you're like, hang on a second, but that doesn't make sense. That's not a parody. That's the same name as the James Bond yeah. film. I presume when I put this VHS in my VHS player, I would just be greeted by the, the warm tones of Roger Moore and, and and it's just a fantastic James Bond flick. The reality is that the female lead in my version of Octopussy, actually has eight vaginas, and they wow. just go down the lengths of her legs up to her <coughs> knee. So she just has like at regular intervals, starting from a middle point, just has and, eight vaginas. And
0: even better, she doesn't wear any shoes, and she doesn't actually walk. She just slides everywhere because mm. it just dribbles down her ankles.
1: Yeah, and, and lubricates. It's like how you know slugs move. She's much the same, except <coughs> she's lubricated by her eight vaginas. Good night. Bye. We can't
0: do this anymore. We're going to get deplatformed,
1: Jamie. Who by? Mark Wahlberg? Bring him on. I'll beat him with a uh. stick. <laughs> and call him racial slurs. Yeah, I'll call him a racial slur. You honky. Wow. <laughs> See how you, you like cracker. it. Yeah, you yeah. cracker.
0: Alrighty. And with that, thank you so much for, um, I don't know, uh, enduring us for... These two-plus hours. We <laughs> do appreciate it. And, uh, hey, you know what? Leave comments down below. And and if you've gotten this far, you've got to leave at least three comments and reply to two comments of other people's comments because that is now the tax for getting to the end of this podcast. Uh, and with that, thank you for listening, and thank you, Jamie, for joining me My on pleasure. this uh, this uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. And with that, we'll see and hear and feel you next time.
1: Bye.